As always, I'm joined by Gaz. Hello. And Mike. Hello. We're doing Facebook Live this week, as well as recording an episode, which is a yeah. movie episode this week. Uh, this time, around, it's it's Idiocracy. Mike judges Idiocracy. Yeah, that bloke did Beavers and Butthead. Among other things. Yes. Yeah, so how does it normally work, Ben? Well, first of all, we'll talk about uh, some weird news, some weird stuff we found on the internet this week, and then we'll get into the main cut and thrust of it. Uh, but first, let's say hello to some uh, some listeners from around the globe in uh, Croatia, Pakistan, India, Australia, Czech Republic, Canada, Peru. That's a, that's a new one, isn't it? Peru? I think so, yeah. I don't know, I'm more easily wasted. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, the UK and the United States. And to be fair, if you're listening in India and Pakistan in the midst of potentially a global sort of war, nuclear... Yeah, it's quite terrifying, possibly. Isn't it? Then fair play. Yeah, we so really something's got to take your mind off it, and it's yeah. us. We really appreciate it. Try not to die in a nuclear fireball, please, because then you'll stop listening. Although there's not really a lot you personally can do about it. Your life is very much in the hands of your leaders. Same as ours, I'm afraid. Same as ours. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, but I was taking the piss out of them, not. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make me feel better. <laughs> oh, well. Let's get on with it. Yeah. What we got for weird news to start with? Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. Eighteen hundred year old penis carving found etched into Hadrian's Wall in England. <laughs> it's it, really, there's not much more to this story than the headline, <laughs> but I couldn't pass on the headline. I think this is pretty significant news, though, because it's just showing us that we, we have got way more in common with our ancient ancestors than, than we maybe like to think. Oh, I mean, absolutely. physiologically, brain-wise and that, we were the same, weren't they? So, give a man a stone. <laughs> He'll carve a dick into it. <laughs> <laughs> there's also, actually, um, further down the article... There's like a caricature of their officer and they're mocking him. Agents' <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Wars, a barrier constructed by the Romans to protect them from enemy hordes of barbarians, or as we know them today, the Scots. <laughs> <laughs> what remains of the structure is millennia old, and the fact it remains to this day is a testament to its structural integrity. Repairs are often required, of course, for which loyal soldiers dutifully lugged sandstone materials around and patched up areas threatening to crumble. When those Romans got bored enough, however, it seems they left their mark in more ways than one. Archaeologists from Newcastle University in historic England have partnered up to record the newly discovered inscriptions, which include caricatures, phrases, and even a rendering of a penis. Fantastic. Yeah. Does it, the only thing I'm slightly disappointed by is that it doesn't have three little droplets <laughs> at the end of the cock. Well, it takes a long time to chisel into stone, doesn't it? I know it's like, like sandstone, but even so. Why is... But I mean, it's, it's like, I'm not a psychologist, but why do you think males are kind of obsessed with drawing cocks? Straight, heterosexual males. We've all done them. 
I'm definitely going to cook. Everyone's just late. I've done it in my adult life. <laughs> you should draw a little face on the sperms as well. <laughs> All the biology textbooks. I mean, once, not that long ago, I'm going to say I was in my 30s. I'd fallen asleep at my friend's house and woke up sort of three, four in the morning, kind of the witching hour, and was walking home and the pub at the bottom of our road, the car park, there was an entirely fresh layer of untouched snow. Yeah. Like, just pure, no footprints, no tyres. I was like, wow, it's a canvas. I can do anything. <laughs> and drunk 30-year-old me at, like, three in the morning literally shuffled with my feet and drew the biggest fucking cock of balls <laughs> I could possibly fucking draw. Stood back and looked at it and went, well, that wasn't a waste of ten minutes, was it? <laughs> Someone's going to really chuckle at that in the morning. <laughs> or no one knows it at all. Yeah, or it melted away. Who <laughs> you the police would do an early morning fly to this? Someone's drawing cock and balls on that book, mm. <laughs> Oh, dear. Yeah, so I just, I just wonder what, if anybody's done any kind of worthwhile study, spent any money to look into, because they've looked into stupider things. Well, this is true. Or I guess is the answer really obvious because we're all just obsessed patriarchy. I have a cock yeah, and I, I must draw one. one. I think that's pretty to much remind it. you of my cock. <laughs> that's pretty much it. <laughs> we're pretty simple creatures, man. <laughs> we like people to know we have a dick. <laughs> pretty much it. The entire male, e- male ego, isn't it? And so did the ancient soldier. And so did the ancient soldier. It's interesting. The military mindset has not changed at all, though, isn't it? It's ripping your superior. ripping your superior, drawing penises next to him. <laughs> I was going to say that's a pretty British thing, but I think that's a pretty universal thing, isn't it, actually, really? Maybe it came into Britain through the Romans. I mean, they didn't all Mm. leave. Very true. Look at all those noses. Roman noses. You know, senses of humours. Straight roads. Also, apparently the phallus is a symbol of good luck for the Romans. So you've got a cock drawn on your back in the old times, <laughs> in the Roman times, because good luck. They go into battle with penises drawn on their foreheads. <laughs> oh, well. So are they going to uh, kind of... Preserve. Preserve, yeah, that's yeah. what I, was, I couldn't think of the word. I'm trying to uncover more. Because I would travel there to see this. Is it substantial in size? It's a big uh, stone block. Mm. One of the quarries... Well, there it is, there's the picture of the cock. That's fantastic. And it does, it looks like it was drawn last Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> looks like it was scratched into the paint of a slide on the path or something. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite bit of graffiti actually was in um, a service station somewhere. Somebody had carved into the wood, real men don't carry pens. <laughs> <laughs> It took quite a while. Yeah. Maybe they were just... Well, IBS, possibly. IBS sufferer of overstrated yeah. cat knife. Yeah. Real men don't carry pens. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, if you're a real man who needs to write something down... Well, you just use your, your own your blood. Pen. <laughs> you take that knife you carry and cut your finger and you write, your own, write it out in your write own your blood. Write your will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Get me another plank. <laughs> Did you have to go to the uh, trouble of using the kidney as your full stop? <laughs> So, yeah, is, is there any more to no, this? No, not really. I just really enjoyed the title. I <laughs> thought it was just interesting how the male mindset hasn't changed. It is. If we do have any female listeners right now, we'd probably just confirm that, yeah, we're just as shitty as our ancestors. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't changed. <laughs> 
Fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> I don't know what that means. No. Yeah. Anyway, next one. Next. Who's doing this one? Do you want to go, Mike? Go on, then. Dismay as Cloudwater Beer Festival cancelled after first day because venue doesn't have alcohol license. Now, <laughs> this is interesting because this is a brewery that can't organise a piss-up <laughs> in a brewery. <laughs> you would have think, thought, or you'd like to think, when you wouldn't... Alcohol license be That's one the of the first thing, isn't it? Top yeah. of the surely. Can well, we actually do this? Are we legally allowed to sell where we're planning to sell? Well, yes, are... because we have yeah. a liquor license. Or oh shit, no, we don't have one. Anyway, let's see what they say. Well, I'd expect a brewery to have a liquor license yeah. of all people. Mm. A major Manchester beer festival which sold tickets to more than fifteen hundred people has been cancelled after one day because the venue didn't have an alcohol license. The friends and family beer festival organised by award-winning Manchester brewery Cloudwater, was due to take place on Friday and Saturday at the Upper, Camp, Upper Campfield Market off Liverpool Road. But organisers say the event was scrapped halfway through after police told them they risked breaking the law. Jesus Christ. I think it's just fantastic that a brewery can't hold a piss <laughs> up in a brewery. I'm gobsmacked. I haven't even got any jokes for this one. This is absolute piss poor management. And there you are, you rock up for your two days of getting on the lash and eating street food. Cancel. Well, I say I'm a burger. How can you even get to the point of selling tickets if you don't have a fucking liquor licence in place? I mean, how hard is it to get one? I mean, I'm sure it's just a case of applying to the council, paying the money. I don't know, I mean, I'm... I don't know, but I've been in some pretty shit pubs in my time. I know some of them have got liquor licenses <laughs> beyond me, so... Uh, and I'm sure, for like, if it's a festival, then I imagine, I'm assuming it was in, like, a venue, like, a field, you rented a field or something. So you're there, yeah, you just have to apply for a... I guess there would be some kind of temporary licence. Well, he's um, got to kill somewhere old in this. There you go. Yeah, I'm sure it's just a form and a, and a fucking fee that you have to give to the council. Yeah, well, either way... The brewery can't organise a piss up in a brewery. That's why I put it in. That's no. just typical of today's Britain, isn't it? Look mm. at Brexit. Fucking typical. <laughs> <laughs> I blame this on Brexit. <laughs> Lead by example, though. The people at the very top running the fucking country are fucking clown shoes, right? Who just say they're going to do stuff, don't really do it, then figure it out afterwards and just make it up. Then how can we... Exp that's obviously going to trickle down and start affecting fucking middle management dickheads who should be arranging beer festivals. Ah, we'll, we'll work it out on the day. It'll be fine. It'll be, be alright. Fine. Yeah. Trust me, fine. Council says no. Ah. Shitter. It's a bit, it is, this story is a microcosm for, for Brexit, yep. isn't it? Basically. <laughs> a no deal Brexit is yeah. a no beer Beer festival. <laughs> it's like that ferry company with no ferries. <laughs> that was fantastic. Do you know someone, someone in Parliament shouted ahoy there at him this week? <laughs> what a twat. It's like his first fuck up though, that oh. is it? It isn't. Ah, so uh, do the next one then? Yeah. Gaz, this one's especially for you, mate. It involves a cult. Hey! As Ben brought up cults, not me, uh, you can join my cult online. Just <laughs> Google the Church of Insignificance. And you'll find us. Don't join a cult. Join mine. Uh, okay, Doomsday. Let us a Jedi cult. <laughs> you can join my cult. Doomsday cult raid in Brazil reveals dozens working for spiritual salvation before the world ends. Well, you can't fault them. 
<laughs> Suspected slaves found on site believe the world is nearing its end, Labour Inspector says. Hang on a minute, slaves? Like a dark? Oh, yeah, it did, yeah. <laughs> Wow, there's no cult, no slaves in my cult. Yet. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> you got no members yet. You got one. I got one. You can't enslave yourself. I got one member. She still hasn't actually sent me the two pounds fifty joining fee. So if you're out there listening, you know. She also called you mine for your. Come on, yeah, jokingly, <laughs> yeah, so affectionately. You, yes, of course. Anyway, <laughs> this isn't about my fucking cult. Yeah, you don't want that title, guys. My Fuhrer. It's all right to call me that, as long as I'm not chucking anybody in any oven, so I'm bathing anywhere. It's, it's just a name, isn't it? Moving on. <laughs> yeah, quickly. More than 70 people living in a slavery-like conditions have been discovered on a farm in Brazil. The site is believed to be run by... Igreja Adventista. Oh, that's in Spanish. Oh, <laughs> Reminiscente de la Diocia. Thank you, Mike. Well done. A religious Deep community man. of about 300 people in the capital city of Brasilia. Portuguese, actually. Portuguese. Portuguese. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. The 79 suspected slaves found working in dangerous conditions on the farm for little or no pay are members of the cult and have not asked for help. Yeah, because they've been brainwashed. Since Brasilia was founded in 1960, it has become a magnet for unorthodox religions with many believing that the plateau that the city rests on is endowed with crystals that can be seen from space. <laughs> They're not wow. tell the USA they'll be invading. <laughs> Crystal City? Bloody hell. <laughs> all, that, all that mineral resource. Labour Inspector Rodrigo Ramos said they observed strong psychological coercion among the workers at the farm. The followers believe they work for their own spiritual salvation, he said. They think the world is nearing its end and that they can be saved by staying in this community. Last year, Brazilian officials found authority. Uh, Brazilian officials. Oh, that's a badly written article. Mm, it again, is, yeah. It? I'm going to read it exactly the as it's written. Independent as well. Oh, the Independent. This is exactly how it's written. Last year, Brazilian officials found authorities found 565 suspected slaves working for the church across three states. However, authorities struggled to stop the abuse as some of these suspected slaves refused to be rescued. See, that's that's uh, the level of brainwashing you've got to get to, guys. Oh, man. Them people should be, like, uh, the ones that are refusing to be saved. I tell you what, this might sound a little bit mind Fuhrer, but... Um, <laughs> put a snooker ball in a sock. Right. Right. And just fucking club them. Until <laughs> they stop moving. Because they don't deserve... They don't deserve life! If you're a fucking... If you're being enslaved and the, along come the guys to rescue you... Yeah, if like, you're working for your spiritual salvation, it's all going to be alright in the next life. We're all, I'll be all right. we're all enslaved, guys, to some degree. I mean... Yeah, yeah, to some degree, Mike. They're <laughs> enslaved to the point... Oh, oh, I can see the bones in my fingers and my fucking, like... Uh, I haven't eaten for like three weeks, but this geezer says if I keep shoveling this shit, <laughs> the world's going to end and I'll be all right. Yeah. Snooker ball in a sock. <laughs> I'm telling you, no fucking way. Hmm. Oh, it just shows how desperate people... I mean, whoever's running the badges into the cult compound. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Let him go. I'd like to see that. They just hover around in a helicopter watching the rape shit. Man, whoever's running this cult though, he's, Badgerside. He's got it made. <laughs> Badgerside. That's another name for a band. Badgerside. We are Badgerside. <laughs> um, 
The thing about it, the guy running this cult has got it fucking made. Of course right? he has. So I'm going to convince these people <laughs> that the more farm work they do for free... <laughs> on my farm, just happens to be my farm. Of course. The fucking closer to salvation you'll be. I get fucking ploughing, Miguel. You little prick. Is that going to be your cult slogan, is it? No. Because <laughs> you know it's going to end up on a compound of slavery. In a oh, cult. Ben. No, it's not. It is. My cult is a simple attempt to con people into giving me money. They're going to want to meet you at some point. No. Yeah, That's they how an internet-based cult works. See, I've actually thought about this. I don't just sit there making disparaging comments. <laughs> I'm the one running the fucking thing. Yeah, I don't you're running you and one of the first. I don't want to meet the kind of prick... <laughs> Yeah, that falls for a joke cult yeah. online. You think I want to share my oxygen space with someone like that? No. When they get a few thousand I want of them. their fucking money, right? That's all I want. Right. Should I cut this out and put up an ad, as an ad for you? Yeah. <laughs> and when says, if you're the sort of cunt <laughs> who falls for things online, I'll send you a 10,000 word manifesto written by me. And if you pay any attention to any of the information in that manifesto, you're a cunt, not me. Yeah, but when they start, you know, it starts to spread and there's a couple of thousand of them and they hold a meeting and they invite you to be there and they're paying you a lot of money to attend, that's it, mate, your ego, I'm a cult leader now, that's it. You'll be there, sunglasses on, off your face on speed. Yeah, but while your slaves are building your While your slaves are building your palace. <laughs> No, I'd, I would really honestly just rather they all sent me £2.50. <laughs> I think you can up the membership money at that point now. No, because my thinking was, it hasn't really panned out this way, but I was thinking £2.50, you know, I don't want to go crazy and ask for, like, give me ten grand and you can join my cult. Although if you want to send me ten grand, you can. I went for something low that everyone can... £2.50? Can't argue with that. What can you get for £2.50 these days? A couple of great sausage rolls. I suppose, yeah, £1.80. We you know, come on. You Four cams of co-op lager. Co-op lager. Speaking spiritual of Spiritual salvation. <laughs> I'm on it as well. Hey. Spiritual salvation or four cans of lager. Yes, but... Four cans of lager wins over me every time. Ben likes to tell the listeners that my cult, that I'm... that I'm... Uh, harbour fantasies of being the next David Koresh ending in a flamey, fiery shoot. I said Jim Jones, like David Koresh. Uh, well, they all fucking die, don't they? That's not how... That's not. I'm just trying to con some money out of people. That's, that's all it is. That's the they all started. Get a few YouTube likes. Then the drugs kicked in. Anyway, that was the news. And speaking of YouTube, what's the name of our show's channel? Apocalypse Bull. Yeah. See Check that out. Well, we've got a fucking banner and everything. <laughs> Apocalypse Bull on YouTube. Subscribe to that. That's our, basically our whole back catalogue. And it's one of the easiest ways to listen, to be honest, because everyone's got fucking YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, our musical side project has a channel, Solar Warden Music. Subscribe to both those channels, please. And on the Solar Warden Music channel, you can hear all our music and also hear a free sermon from the Church of Insignificance, <laughs> read by me. So, yeah, check that shit out. Called. Join Ed. <laughs> you will join us or die. Well, you're going to die anyway, so you might as well join. <laughs> 80 per 50. <laughs> Are there some genuine spiritual teachings? No, there isn't. Yes, there is. Accept your own insignificance. Have you even read the manifesto? Yeah, I did read it once. Well, there you go. I wasn't convinced to join, though. Of course it was lost on you, because you're a spiritual heathen. <laughs> Just a void. Philistine. <laughs> <laughs>
It's all that namby pamby bullshit, isn't it? No, it's not namby really. Pamby <laughs> Do unto others and all that. Yeah, bollocks. There's none of that in my manifesto. No, no, there isn't actually. It's either. called the, the manifesto. Is called how to survive a fist fight down Mindfuck Alley. There's not much uh, namby pamby in it. It's basically. No. Oh, since you asked, it's basically <laughs> just about uh, realizing how tiny and small and meaningless and pointless that your existence is, and then making peace with that. And being happy, realising that nothing means anything, the news, the politics, Brexit, it's all fucking completely and utterly pointless. Don't give away the secrets, let pay £2.50 for this good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cut that bit. Well, he fucking started it, I didn't want to talk about my cult, I came here to do the fucking news, but he has to turn everything into a dig against me. <laughs> so, fuck it's it, a cult I'm going to sit It's a cult article, you're reading it, it just panned out that way. I'm doing a I didn't run the batting order. <laughs> I'm doing a sermon now, the multiverse. So not only are you insignificant in this universe, you're also insignificant across an infinite number of other universes. Well, you you don't fucking count for shit. Well, you could do in one universe, you'd be king. But it still doesn't matter. You're still going to die. You're still just rotting piles of bacteria. Hey, Ben. <laughs> With <laughs> a hat on. Way to bring the mood down. So it's like he's sounding like a cut or a part. So you're insignificant across all these things. So, uh, well, so just, I'm, you I'm might as well. So I might as well come and live on your compound. No, you might as well. Your fields, give me £2.50 <laughs> and chill the fuck out a bit. Come and live on my compound. Give me, uh, give me everything you want. Come and live on my compound. I'm going to have tents in the garden. <laughs> oh, yeah, like my fucking missus who's going <laughs> Who are all these fucking scraggly fucking cunts, dreadlocked white people? It fucking stinks of patchouli oil out there. Uh, like crapper in the rosebed. I wouldn't go to the shed if I were you, darling. Oh, God. No, we're never going to meet. Just send us the money. Anyway, I think let's just... We're flogging a dead horse here. Let's move on. John uh, Michael. We can, uh, we can end it there. That's the end of the live broadcast. So, uh, well, it's not because I've got to go over there and press the button. Oh, yeah, go on. <laughs> do you want to go and do that now? Yeah, you might as well press pause on that one. All right, so during the break, we had some correspondence uh, from a listener while we were doing our live feed. Uh, so, why do men draw penis and everything? Related to the story that they, Rome, they found an 18 year old uh, Roman penis graffitied on, on Hadrian's wall. Mm-hmm. So, apparently, if you ask a psychoanalyst, they'll tell you it's obviously Freudian. In psychoanalytic terms, castration is a core fear that everyone experiences, if not the core fear, Dr. Vanessa Sinclair told me over email when I posed the question to her. The classical example taken from Freud is the little boy is that the little boy sees that his mother does not have a penis and this traumatizes him. He then fears that the same thing could happen to him and they could only lose his penis, but that he could be exposed and everyone will see that he does not have one. It makes him feel vulnerable. He does not have the phallus, perhaps he never did, and now everyone knows. Well, that's typical Freud. Mm. Problem with psychoanalysts is it is all just guesswork. There's no, it's literally the whim of the psychoanalyst. Oh, well, that dream represents um, this. And, does it? How do you know? I think it's not about us being afraid to not have a cock. I think I hit the nail on the head earlier. When, not saying that I know more than these psychologists. That we love but our cocks. That we're just like, I've got a cock! Mm. I want everyone to know I've got a cock! Which I yeah. guess is what they're saying, isn't it? But it's not the nightmare. I don't of think you need it. to have a nightmare of losing it. I just it's think just celebrating having one. Yeah. Well, look at animals in nature. I mean, mm. 
they attract mates one way, don't they? Mm-hmm. A certain way, certain... Baboons usually just dangle their cocks out. There you go. <laughs> Try that next time, <laughs> <in> the piss. <laughs> hey, I can't, me too. I can't anymore, the police <laughs> have stopped me. <laughs> you know, you look at the shape. I know the aerodynamics of a missile is because it's a missile, but it's still phallic shaped. Um, army rank badges are... Um, simply the, the arrows pointing down no. up sorry our penises technically yeah. was it Bill Hicks though or Bill Burr some comedian said like when like oh rockets are so phallic and mm. have you ever tried making a rocket shaped like a fanny that's true <laughs> here's, our, here's our latest rocket it's a massive pair of tits they <laughs> just that didn't go far did it yeah. <laughs> maybe you could use it to throw it onto other people's rockets that does sound, <laughs> sounds quite <laughs> feminist actually that, doesn't it? The rockets look at them, the swallow fanics, the rockets, to swallow the ro- rockets that are fight, being fired at you. Yeah. yeah, you build a giant rocket, a giant, a rocket a giant. receptacle fanny. <laughs> a giant mechanical fanny. Yeah. Oh, we're so out of touch. <laughs> Apparently companies actually put their logo, have their own logos turned into dicks. If they can, they'll put a subliminal dick in there. Really? Yeah. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, the article basically ends on the best explanation is there's no explanation for um, the spontaneous passion men feel for dick drawing. The very essence of life, after all, is a mystery. Well, we've got cocks. We're loud, we're proud. We're here to stay. Don't be ashamed of your cock. For a bit, anyway. Draw a picture of it and let everyone <laughs> know. But don't draw it near a school. No. <laughs> so, let's move on to the film. I was just simply drawing a cock officer. <laughs> on the pavement, a 50-foot one on the pavement outside the school. Yeah. <laughs> I had a nightmare that I lost my penis. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, Idiocracy, 2006, directed by Mike Judge, um, starring Luke Wilson, Maya Rudolph, Dak Shepard, and the legend that is Terry Crews. Um, only got a 6.6 on IMDb, though. Mm. I thought this was more of a cult movie. I was expecting to have a higher rating mm. than that. I, I don't think it's far from the mark, if I'm honest. No. For IMDB, though, it's a fairly high score because a lot of shit gets voted down. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've looked at films that are considered like classics and you look at the rating and you're like, what? Yeah, that's that should true. be much higher. But to be honest, from what I was reading about the critical and the audience reception to this film when it was first released they should be happy with their six point um six point six yeah the movie was essentially the studio tried to just not delete this film but s- just suppress it and kill mm. it before it ever had a chance they wanted it to get straight to dvd but there was a clause yeah. in the contract that said it had to be shown at cinemas yep so they released it in uh, six cinemas was it six or six markets uh, but they weren't your tip. They weren't like your New York, your LA, yeah. your major movie-going markets. They were like bumblefuck nowhere. It was shown for one week exactly, and then pulled. They didn't spend a single dollar on promotion, uh, promotion or advertising, and that led to it taking four hundred and something thousand at yeah, the box office, like which is paltry. I bet Terry Crews cost that. <laughs> yeah, probably. And apparently, this is because it tested so badly. And when you make Sorry if I'm patronising you, listener, if you already know this, but when you make a movie, you screen it for a test audience and you're asked questions and you fill out cards and the director and the studio take these notes on and either make changes or don't. 
Yeah. And apparently this tested so fucking badly that that led the studio to then go, nope, we ain't putting no. this out. And I, I was going to ask you boys, what do you think would the reason for it testing so badly? Do you think it's because it is so different or because it is so cheap or I don't know. I think, I think there's a lot of crap comedies coming out around this time, mm. wasn't there? Too, early 2000s. Yeah, you had a lot of off the off the wall comedies, and some of them hit, and some of them didn't. And I don't think this is any worse than any of them that have come out. No, do you think? You it's... know, um, it's got Luke Wilson in it, who's like, he's been in the Will Ferrell stuff. He's been in some big films. They obviously mm. thought yeah. it had potential. Um, I mean, Mike Judge. Uh, he was really on the wane a little bit after Beavis and Butthead. Maybe to be was... honest, though, Beavis and Butthead's just like. Did Office Space, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did, I I gonna, yeah, he did Office Space, he did, um, what's it, King of the Hill. Oh, King of the Hill he did, sorry, yeah, so he wasn't on the way, and that was, uh, a, that was no, quite that's popular, what wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, I never forgot. He's a well-respected creator, my judge, as far as I know. And I think this, because Office Space was a low-budget, was a kind of surprise hit out of nowhere, so I wonder if this was just too ambitious... Perhaps. Do you know what I mean? Like, or maybe, perhaps it was a bit of ahead of its time. Maybe I they just thought they'd If do. it was bought out now, yeah. with what we got with Trump, and I think people might be more receptive to it. Yeah, I can see that. Because back then, it was just after the Iraq war, wasn't it? And things weren't great, but they weren't what they are now. No, that's true. Do you think it could be seen as kind of an anti-American? Yes, yeah, definitely. Well. So your average test audience, they might not... As far as I know, they're not. They wouldn't have known. Hey, we're going to go and watch the new Mike Judge project. So having known, they might have just know. Oh, you're going to see a new comedy. Yeah. And possibly watch. At the it time, there was a lot of fuck. patriotic fervor. Oh, there would have been, yeah, because of the war. Yeah. Bushy Baby was still around at two thousand. Yeah, yeah, sure. two thousand eight, wasn't he? Mm. So yeah, I was just curious as to why. Uh, I think it was just the, the climate. Mm. I don't think it was quite ready for. The criticism yeah. of America and just the story itself, and it did find an audience eventually. Oh, it's a cool hit, there, isn't That's it? the thing, yeah. So that's um, what I mean. It's more prominent now than it was then. Yeah. So if it was made now. Yeah. Maybe it would be more of a hit. Maybe they just saw a little bit of themselves in the characters and didn't like it. A bit too it. close to home, mm, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I suppose. Yeah. So the idea, basic premise behind the film, is that. Only stupid people are breeding nowadays. Mankind's got no natural predators to thin the herd. If you're dumb, you survive. Oh, yeah. Um, so you get this nice little montage of this redneck guy and he's yeah. banging multiple women and then he's already got like 15 kids and then his slightly thicker son. Yeah. But there's also like the football jock. Mm -hmm. He's banging all the cheerleaders. Fuck all of you. <laughs> <laughs> he's banging all the cheerleaders. Yeah. And he gets all of them pregnant. You and know, then you've the, got this nice little bit of this middle class intelligent couple. Oh, well, no, we'll have children, but the market's not quite right yet, you know. Yeah, we should focus on a career more. Yeah. Apparently, I didn't clock it, but I read in the trivia that if you pause, you know, the family tree is shown up on screen. Mm. Hank Hill does say like is, <laughs> is in there from King and of the Hill. Dog and goat and donkey. Yeah. Isn't <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently. everyone's got a weird name in this film yeah. because I think that's a, a representation of the, the, the redneck sort of. Yeah. Think of I mean, the doctor or his Doctor Lexus, for example. <laughs> mm, yeah. Or two Lexus, Lexi. Yeah. Plural. 
Sorry, I've been watching a lot of Alan Partridge. Oh, right. <laughs> I thought someone's got to. I pissed me foot on a spine. Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's the sort of, and then of course you end up with the smart people towards the end of this little montage. Mm. Who are like, he's died from overexertion and masturbating to a cup because <laughs> they left it too late and had to have IVF or, or had problems conceiving that could have been a virgin that were younger. And of course, he's bl she's blaming him. He dies from stress, second heart attack, masturbating to a cup. She's um, frozen her eggs. She's frozen her eggs. They're like, she's not going to have a kid. You know, no. it's. But in the meantime, the, the redneck gang are uh, outbreeding everybody. Yeah, well, it was. What happens with uh, low levels of education is, you, you know, you aren't educated about how to, you know, protect yourself during sex and things. and Well, you just don't go to school. Or, or just don't think mm. about the consequences. You just or, don't care, yeah, just keep yeah. banging them out. Again, to quote the great Bill Hicks, just shitting out miracles, mm -hmm. one after another. Mm. It's not a miracle. Yeah. yeah, the miracle of childbirth. <laughs> so, the film so what's the result of that and all these? Basically, the world is being more populated by quote stupid people. So, do you think the world's getting dumber? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do. But I think it's a result of the um, lack of education nowadays. Education is not but being quite is, as good as it was. No, but the thing is, though, everybody now has at their fingertips access to. Information. The entire of humanity's accumulative knowledge is all there at your fingertips, but the problem is... So much you want something is bollocks. Yeah, and, and you know, we've discussed this on the show many, many times, the echo chamber of social media. So these, quote, stupid people are only seeing the things they want to see and the things that, you know... That yeah, and, it's, and, and Kim Kardashian is not pushing... Increasing your knowledge, you know what I mean? No, she's not pushing the knowledge of astrophysics, is she? No, you know, the things that, that we celebrate, all these like airheaded celebrities and things, I mean, they're not teaching us anything. Well, no, in fact, they teach us how to be as unhappy as they are. Oh, that's a bold statement. Mm, well, actually, Hulk Hogan <laughs> taught me. I'm not saying all, I'm not saying all, as long as you ate your vegetables, such a fresh and took your steroids. Yeah. You know, well, there's a there's no. a time. Look, there's a time and a place. Entertainment is important. We all need entertainment. We all need escapism. But it's got to be a balance, hasn't there? It's got to be a balance mm. to. Hulk Hogan taught me. He can't sit there watching wrestling twenty four hours a day. I know you'd you love can. to. <laughs> there's a WWE network. Well, you can, you can, you can. If that's the life you want to lead, that's the life you want to lead. That's fair enough. Hulk Hogan taught me that when it comes crashing down and it hurts inside, you've got to be a man. You can't let it slide. If you hurt my friends, then you hurt my pride. I've got to be a man. I can't let it slide. I'm a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. That's what he taught me. Stick up for everyone. Uh, be that American. Hey? You're not American. I don't have to be American to appreciate those values. Mm. Well, what? Did it hurt you when he turned heel, Gaz? I didn't watch wrestling for a long time. Did I? Turned my back on it, yeah. I couldn't be fucked with it. I was like, he's a bad guy now. Fuck off. And I didn't watch for a good couple of years. Wow. Ooh. That's some cognitive dissonance right there. I was absolutely heartbroken, even though I was a grown man-ish at the time. I wasn't a grown man, I was probably about 15, 16. But yeah, it hurt. We don't talk about those years. I can look back on them now, <coughs> and what's good is there's this whole period of his career that I haven't watched, so I've got it all on the network now. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know he wrestled him. He was good against uh, The Rock at WrestleMania, wasn't he? Yeah, that was awesome, because yeah. he turned... Anyway, you want to read this article, Ben? Wait, it is the world talking about are we getting more stupid? So, 
An Icelandic study reported in the Guardian newspaper earlier this week says we might be headed on a downward spiral into imbecility. Researchers at DECOD Decode, a uh, genetics firm in uh, Reykjavik, Reykjavik. Reykjavik close, identified education genes. Genes that predisposed humans to becoming more educated and noted that there had been a decline over the past 65 years, meaning the genes that make us want to get educated are becoming rarer. The study went on to hypothesise that the reason for this education gene becoming less prevalent is that educated people have fewer children. This phenomenon, which has been noted numerous times and is the basis for 2006 film Idiocracy, which becomes more relevant now as a possible window into a future fake news could create, is known as dysgenic fertility. Dysgenic fertility, of course, being a fancy term for smarter people have fewer kids. The reasoning goes on that smarter people expend more energy on creative and industrious pursuits and thus have less energy for having children. If this is true, what would happen? Is that the brightest people over time will be passing on their genes at a lower rate than the less intelligent, resulting in the dumbing down of the population over time. But is there any proof of this? Possibly. One study states that IQs have declined by over 13 points between 1889 to 2004. Fucking mm-hmm. hell. <laughs> I mean, there's got to be a peak in the middle of that, surely. Like 50s and 60s, maybe? Well, think about it, wait. Because the population stayed the same, maybe. Mm. But now we've had a massive burst in population since the Industrial Revolution. Yeah, that's true, then the average drops. But uh, I was going to say, it's this is only anecdotal evidence but you know when you hear a letter written in 1880 something yeah and the fucking language that's I'll used i'll get on to that next yeah you want to put it really good it's you read it and you're like holy crap these guys school. sound a lot yeah. more educated than i do and i'll get on to that in a minute but yeah. that was the, the the language of the time mm. language evolves but i still expect it's i true, read a, an email at work where someone had uh, spelled taken so mm. took mm. as t-u-c-k Right. You, should be, able to spell it, you should be able to say T-O-O-K, they took. But to be fair, you can tuck and roll. Yeah, but it's the wrong kind of tuck. You can tuck your shirt in. Yeah, so I agree. It's idiocy. But I could see where they... It's not like they spell flag with a P. Do you know mm, what I mean? Like, do you know what I mean? I see. I'm, just, I'm just playing devil's yeah. advocate. Tuck the and lang- tuck. The language. Mm. Yeah. Well, there was a study, if you want to read that... A new study says that uh, Donny Trump talks less an- analytically and more confidently than all past US presidents. Psychologists at the University of Texas and Princeton University used a computer language program to study nearly 3 million texts going back to 1789, using speeches by leaders in the United States, Canada, the United Kingdom and Australia, along with general stories in books and newspapers, movie subtitles and cable news transcripts. Trump's speeches, debates and documents scored the highest among presidents on a scale that tries to measure confidence in language, more than twice that of of Lohman, William Henry Harrison. He ranks last in speaking analytically, scoring less than half of the leader John Quincy Adams and subsequently below recent presidents such as George W. Bush and Barack Obama. So, he's the most confident speaker. Most confident, yeah. Of course he is. Least analytical. And the best speaker. (laughs) Says there's been a decline. It's like you said. It's obvious. There's been a decline. In the language has been used in the 1800s to now. Mm. Exactly Gizzer. Like you said. <laughs> Gizzer. Yeah. What it'll be like. <laughs> well, in idiocracy, it's yeah. I'm baiting. I'm baiting. <laughs> Which was short for masturbating. Yeah. 
Yes. Well, I think it's true. It's interesting, isn't it? It's, yeah. Um, it's worrying. It's extreme. Thirteen uh, IQ points you've lost. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Just accept the insignificance of it all. Oh, it's plugging his court again. <laughs> Gonna yes. find myself yes, taken out by your cool tip men at some point. I think you should join and you could be the first one to shoot himself if you want. You're so obsessed with it ending in a shootout. <laughs> Actually, I'll just seize power and shoot you. But <laughs> <laughs> take over all one of my fucking. No, no, where's a decent size? <laughs> I love this saying by Socrates. He said, uh, I know one thing and that is I know nothing. Yeah. Socrates' search for the smartest person on the planet, a search that ended with himself. But well, that seems a bit fucking dodgy, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> it seems a little narcissistic, but ultimately isn't as bad as it sounds. After talking with leaders and scholars of his day, who all claimed to know everything, he concluded he was the wisest because he knew one thing, and, it, and that is he knows nothing. Well, also, I'll give him that, I suppose. Also uh, reminds me of the, the song by the punk band Operation Ivy, but it was covered by Green Day. All I know is that I don't know. All I yes. know is that I don't know nothing. Yeah, pretty much. It's true. Mm-hmm. That's, well, that's one thing I hate about people who, who really think they're smart. They're very rarely... The sort of person on Facebook that is always posting memes and things about how stupid everybody is. I'm surrounded by morons yeah. at all times. I've got a friend, everybody I've a friend so, do that exactly the same I've thing today. One, right? Everyone is so stupid. On Facebook. Those people are never as intelligent as they perceive themselves to be. And part of being wise is knowing exactly how little you do fucking yeah. know. Because I like to think of myself as a fairly intelligent guy, but I also know that everything's fucking relative. You put me in a room with the world's best quantum physicist, and I'm not very intelligent at all, yes, am I? Yeah. Right? We, we wouldn't. We but, would be sat there. Just, but you're probably but, more social intelligent than he is. Well, maybe. Oh man, this is my favourite quote. You've just reminded me from it. One of the best bits from the Alex Jones, Joe Rogan podcast. Alex is talking to Joe, and he's like, uh, "You know, I, I'm a little bit. Um, you know, I'm really good at history and that kind of thing, but I'm a, I'm a socially retarded." Joe goes, I don't think you can say that anymore, Alex. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God love him. <laughs> Someone's got to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shoot him up with the film. Yeah. <laughs> In 2005, a simple army librarian, uh, Joe Bowers, gets reassigned to the Human Hibernation Project, and he's cha- chosen... For how average he is, he's got no family, his parents are dead, no one would know he's gone. Average IQ score. Average IQ score. He is average in every way. He's the most average person in the army, the entire US Army. (laughs) He's the most average. Average Joe. Um, Rita is a female participant for an agreement with her pimp upgrade (laughs) (laughs) with two Ds. (laughs) Two subjects. Joe and Rita will be frozen for one year. And the hibernation pods do look pretty cool, actually. They're all right, weren't they? Mm. Well, as, as far as hibernation pods go, yeah, they were futuristic <laughs> and green. It was cool. Mm. So the army doctor, who's Doctor Collins, he's given this presentation. I love it. This is great. It's one of the funniest. He is a very film. nerdy guy in glasses, ginger moustache, and he's like, and he basically starts telling about the pimp life and about how a pimp's love for his own <laughs> is different. It's different from a man's love. <laughs> um, he loves the pimp life. 
so much in fact that he is arrested for his role in a prostitution <laughs> ring. But as he's going through the, he's going through his presentation. He's about thirty photos of him yeah. <laughs> with all these pimps and hoes. And the last ones, he's not in uniform anymore. Yeah. He's in he's in pimp attire. <laughs> So, after his colleague's arrest, sadly, the base was sold and the project forgotten, leaving Joe and, uh, and Rita stuck in the hibernation pods. Getting, as the years passed, mankind became stupider at a frightening rate. Hopes that the decline could be reversed with genetic manipulation, but the problem is the best minds left are preoccupied with hair loss and prolonging erections. <laughs> Set different priorities, isn't it? There's a great lot of the monkey in the cage and this fabulous haircut and got this massive tent in his shorts and this scientist sort of got his ruler and measured it and gave a thumbs up to some of the scientists. <laughs> because people are getting dumber, things aren't working as well. Garbage has been stacked up. Well, it's been stacked up with no plan according to the leading to the great garbage avalanche of 2000. 505 and you see the clip here where there's literally just mm. a mount a full mountain range of garbage yeah. probably that's like the grand canyon or something it's just filled i'd say that's one of the most realistic parts of the uh, of the future in mm. that film to be honest i mean we can't bury all of it no we can't keep burning it we'll be firing into space at 20 by that point though as long as we haven't dumbed down enough we're going to be firing into space yeah. but yeah. Okay. Then it'll come back one day. Them bio-waste um, things. Chuck it in the sea. It'd be alright, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be fine, guys, yeah. don't worry. Just chuck all our shit in the sea. There's loads of sea, isn't there? <laughs> Take ages to fill up. You'd think so, wouldn't you? Unfortunately, there's a fucking garbage-sized uh, patch of waste in the Atlantic Ocean, is it? The Pacific. Pacific yeah. Ocean. That's just a little... Bigger sh- than Texas? Yeah, but that is just bits of scummy plastic floating on the top. I'm talking about fill it up, man. Right, all the way down the Mariana Trench. Yeah. All the way down the bottom of that. Do we be chucking it in for centuries, man? <laughs> Put me in charge of the environment. <laughs> it's probably not a good idea. Our new environmental minister, <laughs> Mr <What>? Vincent. <laughs> wow, Trump, Trump's environmental minister wanted to get rid of the EPA, didn't he? Yeah. The Environmental Protection Agency. Yeah, the Thank person put in charge of it is the one that wants to dismantle it. Uh, well, it doesn't believe in it. It's incredible, really. Do yeah. myself have a job if nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take this job and make myself unemployed. Yeah. That's um, what happens, isn't it? That they put <clears throat> people in the position that are actually against. Yeah. To sabotage it. Yeah. From the inside. Wow. Why do you think gold, every fucking treasurer, US treasurer, is a Goldman Sachs fucking executive? Because they know what they're talking about, Mike. They know what they're talking about, yeah. Most successful bank in the world, Mike. They know what they're talking about. They've diverted all the profits to them, aren't they? Well, I don't know about that. Tr- these bankers, they're trustworthy fellows. Sorry, I can't get that sentence. Of course they are. So, back to the film. But they need to have more kids. Well, or what do you, what do you want though? A world full of dumb bastards, or a world full of wanky like fucking snooty Tarquins and like. Uh, oh, they're still there. Fun. They're running the big shit. 
But they're not having kids, they're going to run out. There's yeah. not so many of them. In the future, in this film, there's none of them, there's is there? There's no Tarquins in the future, is it? But I'd rather a world of Tarquins, if I had to choose. I'd probably get laid less. A world, world of Jacob of... Rees-Moggs. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like that, does it? You know what I mean? It just has to be, you know... I'd rather them than a... We don't want the inequalities of ignorance, shall we say. In the haves and the have-nots, I want to be on the side of the haves. That's... Everybody does, mate. Yeah, that's why that's why a system is the way it is. Social, dog, it's... social aspirations of social mobility. I'm gonna super suck my way up the ladder. <laughs> Zig no, up the ziggurat, lickety split. But <laughs> um, if we're all equal, that's communism. They don't merit, Mike. Oh fuck! <laughs> fuck all that. We've had this argument before. If we're all equal, how do I look down my nose upon somebody else in order to make myself feel better? Yeah, it's a natural part of life. You know, I don't believe it is. I think it's bred into us. Only because you're lower down the main gas. I admit, I might well, might well be. He's probably happier care. though. <laughs> yeah, actually, he probably is. <laughs> Occasionally, though, I'll be out working. And it'll be mid-morning, sun shining, and I'll see a homeless person on a bench open up a can of K-Cider, which for our international listeners is fucking mental strength cider. <laughs> it's fucking strong. And just gulp it down in the morning sun, and I'll think, you lucky fucking <laughs> bastard. <laughs> which one of us is the mug? He's got, he's well, got you more. until the winter comes and he freezes to death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or dies of alcohol, liver problems. <laughs> yeah, but in that moment, he's winning at life, he is. Not a care in the world. Well, I don't know, he's probably oh. thinking, wow, I'm really hungry. He's probably thinking, I'd love to be that broke in the van. <laughs> Where's my dog gone? With his job and his home. <laughs> Where's my dog eating my foot? It's, <laughs> not, it's no measure of health to be well adjusted to a profoundly sick society. Fucking hell. We're bringing out all the big heavy quotes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the philosopher for this episode. Um, oh, all right, right. This is going to be a tiresome. All right, it's, it's quote wars. I've got the Dunning-Kruger effect coming up later. You want a quote? I'll give you a quote. As the great professional wrestler Hacksaw Jim Duggan once said, Ho! <laughs> great. Where's your, where's your quote? I just know so many, I'll find it hard to choose one. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Here's a good one, you'll like this one, Mike. Go on. Bit of a socialist one mm -hmm. from Muhammad Ali, the boxer. It's supposed to be like the shortest poem ever. Me, we, come on. Profound. Look at Ben's face. That's how you know it's <laughs> profound. Because it upsets him. <laughs> <laughs> what? I can do profound. <laughs> <laughs> Profound. It's time to shake those chains off you like Jew, for we are many and they are few. Did you just call me a Jew? <laughs> Morning Jew. Anti-Semitist! <laughs> a great man once said, the truth is out there. Oh, a great Fox fictional order. man. A great <laughs> fictional <laughs> man. <laughs> it wasn't fiction, guys. <laughs> Oh man. Well, there's your quotes. We're not doing that feature again. Yeah, quote of the week. The quote of the week for me is, Ow my balls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah back to, well, nice segue. Back to the uh, movie. The, the show that, um, oh god, hang on. 
what's his name, Frito. He would have first introduced a yes. Frito in this scene yeah. where Joe's pod crashes through his window. And to be fair, what's a reasonably smart apartment? Yeah. He may be thick as fuck, but... Well, he is a lawyer. That's true. So in the a world, very yeah. bad lawyer, but a lawyer nonetheless. Yeah, but in their world, in their fictional hierarchy, I suppose he is quite... Yeah, I suppose you've got to give him that. Joe wakes up, mm. uh, is unaware that it's 2,505, and I want to point out, for anyone who may know, March the 3rd, 2,505, which is my birthday. Wow. And it's almost like they did it just for you. I think they did. <laughs> <laughs> it's very rare I get my birthday to stuff. March the 3rd. Uh, I've got something about Frito's name. I'll go on then. His last name is Pendejo. It's a Spanish insult which means pubic hair, but co conveys the same sentiment as dumbass. So his full name, Frito Pendejo, means fried pubic hair or fried dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So he basically gets out of Frito's apartment yeah. and takes a walk on the street. There's a restaurant called Buttfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a kid's yeah. burger joint, so he's yeah. like children have parties. Um, isn't there a uh, play on the food druckers, is it? Oh, Possibly. yeah, yeah. Is there a food druckers food in the US? Isn't that in the film as well, food druckers? Oh, it could be then. No, I saw Buttfuckers. Didn't see food druckers. Maybe. And the English language is developed into a mix of hillbilly, valley girl, and grunts. So when Joe speaks to them, he sounds, quote, Pompous and faggoty. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to the hospital, which is at slot machines, and all the doctors are um, oh, thick. But for <laughs> yeah. some reason, they have a machine that. I love that. Yeah, it's probably from back when the intelligence wasn't so bad. Yeah, in the twenty two hundreds or something, and you know it's it's been built and they just keep it and yeah. maintain it. And the water fountain in the hospital is filled with what's called uh, in the film Brando, which is Gatorade. Brando. Brando? Brando? Brando, I think. And Joe has no tattoo on his wrist. Now, everyone in this society has a tattoo on their wrist. That's how they pay for things and get scanned as they go about. So this is an element of control, isn't it? Someone's making. Someone is a beast. I think about it. Not everyone can be thick. I, I think there's another layer to the society that we're not seeing. Because uh -huh. someone's got like the, the idea. To put the tattoos on people. Yeah, but someone might... wants that control. Someone, somewhere, is above. Yeah, but maybe, like I said, say 2200s. They weren't as. They they've weren't they've as got thick. progressively this stupid, yeah. haven't they? Yeah. So there would have been a time. It's probably now got to peak stupidity and they're just living in the spoils of their previous. Yeah. Generation. yeah so like everything's breaking down. Yeah. yeah. Because once upon a time, there were people who knew how to build freeways. As we see them in the movie, they're all falling down and broken. Yeah. There's just literally one of them yeah. a pile of cars. Yeah. People still <laughs> trying to it. That's one of the nice One of the buildings gags. and the skyscrapers are like taped together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's one leaning over a bit yeah. and it's taped to it's the other. It's like falling it. down. Excellent. So Dr. Lexus realises that Joe doesn't have a tattoo and sounds the alarm. It's a world in crisis, isn't it? There's no food. Mm -hmm. Well, very low food. There's anyone who managed to uh, get fast food, but no fresh food. They're uh, all eating fast food. vegetables then. No it's vegetables. Like it's just slaughtering animals, isn't yeah. it? It ain't hard to raise animals and slaughter it. No. There's dust bowling all from the world, and the number one movie is just called Ass, <laughs> which is <laughs> just Literally. an ass on a screen yeah. that farts. Yes. At <laughs> <laughs> this point, Joe is arrested for not paying his hospital bill. Because he just does a runner. 
You can't pay anyway. No. And um, apparently you find out that Justice is not only blind, but also retarded. <laughs> that's that's not my line. <laughs> and he's locked up. Yeah, this was the heady days, listener, of 2007, when there was no such thing as an R-bomb. That's true. Um, Rita, the former prostitute, was prostitution is a lot easier when everyone is stupid. She starts charging a guy by the hour, then leaves him waiting around for at least three days. Come on, taking money off him by telling him he's gonna fuck you tomorrow. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, hour. He walks up, she's like, You're still on the clock. And he's like, Yeah. <laughs> the Joe gets tattooed in prison. He also has to take an aptitude test, which then leads to repercussions later. Yes. He escapes from prison because everyone else is so thick. He, he literally, off, literally walks off, <laughs> says to one of the guards, Hi, I'm, I'm in the wrong line, I'm due to get released today. Yeah. He goes, like, Oh, you fucking retard. You know, this way, this way. And he just kind of walks out in the end. Mm-hmm. He does find Rita. Mm-hmm. And they go off to find a time machine. Because the reasoning being, well, hang on, people are pretty clever. At some point, someone's future. got a time machine. It's 500 years in the future. Yeah. It is kind of presumptuous of him, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite stupid of him, really, to believe yeah. there is a time machine. Because it is pretty funny when he tries working out that, the, like, why am I still here? Do you know what I mean? Would she still yeah. be here if I went back? And he's trying to do all the maths in his head. And it's like, <laughs> that way lies ruin because no time travel no. thing makes no. fucking... You just fuck your own mind trying to... So I did um, miss out his little show trial, effectively, which is... Mm. The justice system at that point, yeah, it's blind and retarded, and it's just a, it's like it's like Judge Judy, really. Yeah. The two def- the two lawyers are working together because they're gonna clue what they're doing. Yeah. The judge has just got a massive hammer, no no mm. tiny little hammer. <laughs> There's a picture of him at the end. He's got a chest yeah, yeah, yeah. shirt like burst, one day. <laughs> big long blonde hair, slamming the hammer down. <laughs> and he gets locked. That's why he gets locked up. Basically, they won't give him a chance to speak because he's saying he's too faggoty. <laughs> <laughs> That's very abusive word, isn't it? Yeah. Get Frito. He's like, Just the time machine, mate. You know what, Frito, come on. You know what the time machine is. He's like, I'll go back in time. I'll leave you some money in an account in your name. Yeah. In 500 years in the future, you'll be a billionaire. And he does some bamboozling him with maths. Basically. Basically, because he's thick as shit. But the best of it is when the police like, catch up with them, Joe gets scanned accidentally. And of course, he's a wanted fugitive. Uh, he's escaped. They get, yeah, they get out of the car, maybe, but the police just turn up and start shooting the car. <laughs> yeah, to shit. And you see that the cop actually had a rocket launcher, poisoned yeah. the car, and they're about six feet away. Yeah. He fires it, at, he's turned upside down, he yeah. fires it into the sky, and you see a jumbo plane? jet crash yeah. down. <laughs> so who's flying the planes? Autopilot, maybe. Yeah, he's got to be, hasn't it? Yeah, it's probably like the Congo, where they're like, there's like a giant percentage of the pilots are uh, drunk. That's oh, an that's actual not just fact. the Congo, though, is it? Apparently? That's an actual fact. Look it up. That's not me being anti-Congolese. I'm sure you've offended our listener. We got a listener in Congo, in the Democratic Republic of Congo. I doubt you can get the internet down the fucking mineral mine. <laughs> you can't even get enough money, guys. <laughs> uh, they're not down the mine, though. They're at the end, holding the guns. Yeah, the slaveholders <laughs> might be watching us. <laughs> so they just keep shooting the car. And keep shooting it, and keep shooting it, and then a crowd gathers and they start cheering it, and then the car catches fire, and they keep shooting it, and then it cuts. 
Frito takes into the time machine, and on the way in there's a, a massive Costco. This That's is one a of supermarket, the, isn't it? Yeah. Before I forget, these are because we've gone through a few of them already in the story. A couple of little things that sort of resonate with today, where I'm like, oh yeah, it kind of is that way. First of all, the I've forgotten his name already. The stupid lawyer. Frito. Frito. When he's watching TV and it's a tiny little, it's a big screen, but the actual television program is a tiny little rectangle in the centre and all around it are videos, adverts, blazing away and blaring. Mm. And I was like, holy fuck, that is essentially how we watch yeah. TV now. Yeah. The court being a bit of a joke. Absolutely. That's one of the ones that resonated. And also this giant Costco thing, because this is already happening. And years ago, so... Well, over 2002, 2004, I went to uni. We had an American guy called Chris. Uh, I don't know if you listen, Chris, from Slippery Rock. Wow, great name for town. Slippery Rock, Indiana, I think. He was a farm boy. Anyway, when he, we went to have a wrist with him, we were walking around town, and he's like, oh, I fucking love this town. And he's like, uh, what I really love about it is like you've still got what he calls mum and pop shops which oh, yeah. essentially means an independent business. Mm. And he's like, we don't have this at home. There's a fucking Walmart, mm. and that is it. And you go to Walmart, and you can buy your groceries, you can buy a shotgun, you can buy a car, you can buy wow. a chainsaw, you can buy everything is in one shop. And that's just the way it is. Box stores, they call them, because it is literally just a big fucking box, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So this joke of the Costco going on for as far as the eye can fucking see, yeah. We're there, man. We're like, um, we're getting there. Frito says he went to law school in there. Well, there you go. Go and buy a degree from Costco. Yeah. You do everything. We're getting to that stage. Think about Tesco now. Think about what you can buy in you Tesco. Because I have to deal with this in my job. That like, we supply little hardware shops, but you can now buy a certain amount of hardware from fucking yeah. Tesco, mate. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was one of the things, and the TV was the big one. I thought. Yeah, and Starbucks is erotic coffee for men. You go to Starbucks, <laughs> got a hand job. Yeah, hand job and a coffee. I went somewhere like that in Milan. Mm. <laughs> they gave me the coffee after the hand job. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a different story for a different podcast. <laughs> so Joe ends up getting rearrested as he's trying to figure out should mm. he, if he's gone to the time machine already, would Rita still be there? Would he yeah. still be there? What's going on? Yeah. You're taken out, repeatedly pepper sprayed, mm. <laughs> and taken to the White House because the prison IQ test he took makes him the smartest man on the planet. <laughs> what a guy. Yeah. <laughs> but that he still was... doesn't make him smart, though. That's the no. problem. <laughs> no, he's not. He's an average. What's yeah. his IQ? I don't know, 90? It says somewhere that. Doesn't I missed it, it, say... it, did. Doesn't it come up on the screen? Oh, no, that, I'm thinking of the couples that it shows yeah. at the very start. It shows their so IQ. What's average? Oh. 80 to 90? I don't know. What's yours? And then add a bit on. So obviously quite so high. funny. They never got it either. No. <laughs> that is the best. Fuck. <laughs> wow. Sorry, mate. Oh, that was quite quick for me to watch. It's because I was so smoking. It's actually so quick. I didn't realise that we fucking made it. Wow. It says a lot for an intelligent person like me. <laughs> but I've got no idea what the average IQ is now. It's kind of, it used to be, and mm. I'm, I'm, remember, I might be wrong, in the UK, yeah. average was somewhere like 90-something, 90 95 maybe. 
Mm. And anyone above average is about 110, something like that. I did it and I got higher than Barack Obama. Hey! Go on, mate. I think I was about 105 or something. And Actually, that's the thing that the American presidents haven't been that crap. I'm sure that Bill Clinton was in the 80s and George Bush was possibly a bit lower. I George Bush Jr. I reckon Bill Clinton was 60, didn't he? Bill Clinton was thicker than we all think because he didn't know how smoking worked, for fuck's sake. Uh -huh. <laughs> I did not inhale. Did I inhale? <gasps> Does that not how brain jobs work? I haven't heard <laughs> I did not have sex with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. Putting your cock in her mouth counts as sex, Bill. Well. And cigars in the pussy. It's definitely <laughs> sexual behaviour. I like that touch. You know he smoked it afterwards, don't you? Yeah, I'd do that. He lay back, leaned back in that chair in the Oval Office. I'm smoking pussies. Pussy juice soaked cigars, man. Yeah. I'm a king of the world. And then it all came crumbling down. He survived. <laughs> I guess. He's not dead, but he's dragged around by Hillary everywhere. Uh, yeah, she kind of, he kind of is her bitch now. But a future episode, we are doing the, kill, the Clinton kill list because they got some blood on their hands. I don't care if he smokes weed and plays the saxophone. He's a fucking dodgy gangster, mate. <laughs> all right. And allegedly running that massive underground pedophile ring. I'm telling you, playing the sax doesn't, make, doesn't mean you're not a cunt. Probably means you're more of a cunt, to be honest. Hmm. Oh, bleeding gums, Clinton. I've never been a fan of the saxophone, I must admit. Uh, this is where we get Terry Crews making his entrance as uh, President Camacho. Joe's been taking the White House, and he's now Secretary of the Interior. He looks so like here's a... all the problems. Solve them for me. <laughs> he looks, the pre Terry Crews as the President, he looks like a mix between Macho Man Randy Savage and Apollo Crews. Yeah, I'll go with that. Is that his name? No, Apollo Crews is a wrestler. What's Rocky Apollo called? Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed. That's it, yeah. It kind of looks like... Mr. America! <laughs> wasn't there a... He was a wrestler. Guys, you're going to tell me, wasn't there a black guy who was basically trying to be Randy Savage? It was Jay Lethal, and he does such a good Macho Man impression that he took it on as a character and he called himself Black Machismo. That's it. Uh, I actually have a t-shirt, a Black Machismo t-shirt, because he came and wrestled in our hometown and I bought one of his t-shirts off him. He's a thoroughly nice chap and an excellent wrestler, but yeah, he was Black Machismo he, for He's quite dressed as Randy Savage. Yeah. <laughs> we can all appreciate Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. he did a, an amazing impression as well, mm. so good on you, Jay Lethal. But it's worth pointing out that President Camacho is five-time Smackdown champion. <laughs> Do you think that is a reference to, because the times were, Smackdown was a programme at that time, is that a direct WWE reference, do you think? Like he's a pro wrestler, because there was a, a shot I think he's of, definitely a pro wrestler. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. there was a shot of pro wrestling in the in the opening. Well, um, not to take away our respective love, but yeah. a lot of these people would find pro wrestling yeah. really appealing. Well, that is kind of the stereotype, is that, uh, that's why for years they struggled to get... Um, uh, advertising money from decent brands because the, the common perception was anybody who watches that shit is thick, dumbass, mm. trailer trash, broke shit, and we don't advertise to them. So, uh, but that perception mm. has shifted now. But yeah, so I think that is the joke in Idiocracy is that yeah they're not going to watch real sports anymore. They much prefer the 
the blah, 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 blah of wrestling and it makes perfect sense. Politics in the real world is already turned into WWE. It <laughs> yeah. fucking has. Yeah. They, they cut promos, they don't give any factual information, they're just trying to stir your emotions yeah. and make you hate the other team. Yeah. And that's what they do, that's what a promo is in yeah. wrestling. There is actually do you think the Trump hang around with Vince a bit too much? They're really good friends. Exactly, and that's what I mean. Lin Linda McMahon, Vince's wife, is in Trump's cabinet. She is the minister, oh, they don't call them ministers, do they, over there? Secretary. She's in charge of business, small business. Wow. Um, I didn't know that. And people like to say in the comments, oh yeah, get a woman who runs a billion dollar company to be in charge of small... They didn't start as a billion dollar no, company. Didn't they? they started with like five staff. So she maybe, you know... Does know a little bit, let's yeah. say. And Vince was the fucking ring. Vince was the ring announcer and commentator. There you go. So you yeah, because I always remember because I, I stopped watching it for fucking years, and then I was like Vince. I saw, I saw, Vince McMahon yeah. was a fucking company, a weedy bloke who sat the side of the stage and yeah. called the fights. Yeah. Where the fuck's he on that? That's when it all began to change. Yeah. But anyway, we're, uh, yeah, we're anyway. tangenting. So basically, but yeah. it was linked because idiocracy, the president. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, is, is a, a pro wrestler. Yeah, yeah, there we go. So uh, President Camacho has got a three-point plan. <laughs> right. Leave everything to Joe times yeah. three. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Teresa's Brexit. Yeah. <laughs> Leave it to chance. Um, there's food shortages. The cops aren't growing. There's a massive dust bowl. Leave everything to Joe times three is his three-point plan. And if he doesn't do it... In a yeah. week. In a week. In one week, back he's getting thrown back in jail. Well, presumably he'll escape again. <laughs> Does he then start firing a machine gun? Yeah, he does. There's literally, he just starts, starts firing a machine gun. One of the senators from, like, I think it's like State with Caroline is like, yeah, you're shit, Camacho. And, and he fires a gun in the air, and then Camacho ends up he starts firing a gun in the air. There's a lot of guns being fired in the air. Uh, later on, when there's a, the, the arena scene, if you just, do you remember the um, the guitarists? Yes. All in the camouflage suits, all rocking backwards, all these yeah, like, yeah. synchronizations. Oh, that's. Bring that in today. Bring that in now. I knew I, I had to Google because I recognised it, but I couldn't. I couldn't remember what they were playing or the chorus of electric guitarist. It's the Doors. Yeah, the Changeling, isn't it? Is that I can't remember the fucking name now. But yeah, yeah I did have to, it is definitely yeah. the Doors. I had to look it up. Yeah. But the crops, anyway. The reason the crops aren't growing, well, as we know, the reason the crops aren't growing, but the people in this mm. future don't, is that they're being watered by Brondo energy drink. Mm -hmm. It turns out that. Brondo. But Ben, it's got electrolytes. It's got electrolytes. Yeah. It's got everything planted in. And then you see this little monster of the cows drinking it. Because yeah. it's got, and then it says, that's got everything cows need. Yeah. <laughs> um, but water was deemed a threat to Brondo's profit margin. Well, it would be. Um, so in the in, in the economic crash of 2330, mm -hmm. they bought both the FDA and the FCC. This and is another one that hits home. <laughs> it's quite true, isn't it? Big business but buying government corporations, government offices. And I think it almost, I'm paraphrasing, literally, said they bought the FDC and the other one. and FDA and FCC. They could basically sell whatever the fuck they yeah. want. Yeah, <laughs> they'll just pass it, it's fine. That's already happening. Look at the shit we consume. <coughs> Look at how much crap is in a McDonald's, how much crap is in a chocolate. I've got a can of energy drink here. Oh, has, that is just liquid, it, this liquid is death. That's liquid diabetes. <laughs> yes. I'm literally diabetes in a can. But hey, it can't be that bad for me or it wouldn't be allowed to sell it, would uh, they? That depends how many, how many of them we have in a day, guys. 
Yeah, but even one is really fucking bad for you. But I think that one is something like forty percent of your sugar allowance for the day. Oh, I'm sure this goes way above your. Oh, have daily. a look, boy. There, yeah, um, I'm, in, I'm intrigued now. I know Gatorade is something like twenty percent. That's got electrolytes too, which is what you crave. <laughs> It's advertising brainwashing, isn't it? Because he's literally sat there in the office with all the other secretaries. He's like, we need to give the plants water. And they were like, Brondo's got electrolytes. Well, well electrolytes, that's what plants crave. Hmm. Why do plants crave it? Because it's got electrolytes. And that's all they've got. Yep. That's literally the entire response. Yeah, which is happening now, isn't it? Yeah. So they you get people just sort of repeating the, the line, not even thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, Brexit means Brexit. Yeah, <laughs> perfect example. It doesn't have my. Uh, it doesn't give you a percentage of your recommended daily amount, but I can tell you that this five hundred mil can contains twenty four grams. That's two four, not two point four. Twenty four grams of sugar. Wow. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said. It can't be that bad or they wouldn't sell it, would they? <laughs> it's got electrolytes in it, it's fine. I mean, you should be able to eat McDonald's three times a day every day and it'll be fine, won't it? <laughs> Otherwise yeah. it wouldn't be on sale, <laughs> would it? That's it. Come on. They've got our best interests at heart. <laughs> Well, I do love was the Secretary of Education in this movie. Oh, yeah. At one point, he's looking down the barrel. Of the <laughs> <laughs> and he's the, he's the thickest at a lot of them. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, yeah. he's the Secretary of Education. He's looking into a crystal globe. And he, yeah. <laughs> and he's, he's like, he's just, he goes, oh. <laughs> and then they go out on the, on the bus to look at these crops. And he's trying yeah. to, you know, come on, why are they... This is electrolytes. And the second education is on top of the bus on a twin linked 50 cow just firing down again. <laughs> why do they need a twin linked 50 cow on that bus? I don't know. But And why is the secretary of education running it? <laughs> That's also a valid point. <laughs> so after basically Joe going through all this, well, why do they need electrolytes? Because Brondo says they do. He convinces them he can talk to plants. <laughs> And they want water, and bec and he also convinces the others that they can hear it because they're that suggestible. Yep. And so finally, yeah. the crops get their water, which is also going to cure the dust bowl problem. Yeah. And the food shortage straight away. Boom! Two of the three things. She's cooking with gas. Yeah. <laughs> problem is though that half the country works for Brondo, <laughs> and the stocks the stocks fall, and half the country gets laid off. <laughs> And I like that it's all a computer thing because you see the guy working for uh, the energy drink and he's just like, yeah, it's a computer program. It sacked half of us. I don't have a job. And he's like a high up guy. <laughs> so they've just left it all to these computers, which were probably put in place by a previous um, yeah. generation. And yeah, I like that. The, the, the computer's just going, oh, fuck, we're losing money. So lay half the people off. <laughs> it's a bit like the Thanos snap. Yeah. 50% of you. gone. Oh, that cold clinical logic. <laughs> I would have survived the snap. This is random. Yeah, but I would have survived. <laughs> you got <with> my ego. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I've got one of the people that a, fights to save all you people that disappeared. There's a, there's a, a snap. cult leader in the <laughs> I don't want to meet him. But I would have survived that as a snap. Hang on. Spoilers. Listener. Spoilers. Seriously. Captain Marvel. Uh, it's, I'm not going to spoil the movie, but I thought this was amazing. It's set in 1995, isn't it? Yeah, the DH Samuel L. Jackson. Yes, well, remember around that time, 95, Stan Lee, before he was uber famous when comic books were still underground, 
he appeared as himself in more rats the kevin smith movie mm. and apparently in um captain marvel you see stan on his way to make more rats reading the script and it literally says on the script more rats mm -hmm. by kevin smith wow so that means stan actually exists as stan in the marvel universe and yeah. so does kevin smith wow hey yeah <laughs> that's awesome Love more rats. Also, I should point out all the incels have been fucking uh, voting it down on Rotten Tomatoes, Aye. even though everyone seems in agreement that it's actually a really good film. Yeah, fuck those people. I heard Marcus Briggs doing an awesome piece of stand-up on the Now show, basically just saying, like, um, you know, like in Thanos, uh, when he did the snap and he assembled all the gems um, into his infinity gauntlet and, like, wiped out 50% of the... Um, I really liked that bit. It was well done, but... Captain Marvel being a woman, that's just very unrealistic. <laughs> oh, fuck off, you silly. Yeah. And the thing is, she's a fucking woman in the books. Yeah, of course. So yeah, fuck she off. She started as a man, and then the power was passed on to Carol Danvers, and she's a fucking... Fucking incels. Ugh. Yeah. What a sad shit to try and sabotage a movie. I'm going to vote it down. Well, for, uh, this thing is, <laughs> thanks, to the, thanks to The Last Jedi, mm -hmm. at least mm. this has been recognised now, and people yeah. are like, you know what, fuck you, we're not... Because who leaves a review? Exactly. I don't. I don't go to the cinema and go, oh, you know what, I'm going to give that five stars. I just go no. and tell some people. Yeah. I don't leave reviews. <laughs> This will get me laid, finally. <laughs> One star. <laughs> but <it's just laughs> fucking snooker ball in a sock. <laughs> I agree with you on that one, to be fair. They're dangerous people. You know, they're, they're... We should set up like a sting. We'll just put a posters up. Free sex. Right. We'll hide in an abandoned pub. Direct okay. them all there, thinking it's going to be the biggest orgy of their lives. Lights come on, we just fucking mow them down. Do the world a favour. Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. I'd like to raise concern. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting a bit eugenics here. They're fucking <laughs> incels, Mike. They deserve it. They're horrible bastards. You never read anything about them or listened to them. They are horrific. We'll yeah, do an I've never heard of them before. Yeah, there will be an episode. That they wish, like, they basically think the government should provide sex for them, right? They hate, they call them, um, fuck, Stacy's and Stacey's and, and, and Chad's. Chad's, Chad's and Stacey's. They're like successful people that can breed and have mm. social skills because they were lucky enough to be born with personalities and good looks. And they've even become kind of, they have like a terrorist element to them. Because mm. one guy, Toronto, I think, or it was definitely Canada, did the whole use a car as a weapon, mow yeah, down yeah. some people. And it was to raise awareness. He was of like his the first, wasn't he? Cause. Yeah, he was like the first yeah. one. He decided, they have so much. Martyr. They have so much hatred towards they do. women. They, they, are, they are dangerous people. Fucking really are horrible, they? foul little. One star for Captain Marvel. <laughs> Fuck us. It just boils down to the fact that they're not getting laid, so they mm. hate women. All right, then. I'll, mm. I'll reach a compromise. No, the government should not provide you with a government-sanctioned sex worker. They maybe could give you a fleshlight. <laughs> yeah, go for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, give One that. step above from your hand. From what I've heard, it's quite a few steps up from your hand, I've actually. I no idea, to be fair. Apparently, they're pretty awesome, but the problem is... I hate to get graphic. You've got to clean the fuckers That's out. That's the issue. Mm. And I imagine... Can you imagine now? Right, the joy of fucking your fleshlight, and you're like, oh my god, it really is like a real fanny. Oh, this is the best fucking few hundred quid I ever spent. Oh, you finish. Yeah. Fast forward a few frames, and you stood at your sink, 
<laughs> Undoing the bottom half of your oh, flesh. Yeah. Right? Emptying out your seed. Yeah. Washing it through. Mm. How do you think you feel about yourself at that moment? Do you think you look up at the mirror and just go, oh. <laughs> yeah. I think I'd have to cover the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> I can't look at me right yeah. now. I think that's what I have to do. Maybe wear shades and a hat and a fake moustache. It's like they call myself Randy. They say it on space, don't they? It's basically like after a wank, you sort of walk in on yourself because it's over and you're there. The porn's still blaring away yeah. on the screen. You're covered in your own spilled seed, and it's like you've just walked in on yourself and gone. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's felt really good though. <laughs> but it's a universal problem faced by us all. I would just encourage the incels to embrace it. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's all you're ever going to get, so <laughs> don't kill people. They will. It's not women's fault, it's yours. <laughs> so yeah, that's my rant of the yeah. week. Yeah, there, will be, note, there will be an episode, to be fair. Yeah, I think I need another piss, sorry. That's... <laughs> Joe gets arrested again, because obviously the violent, angry, not intelligent mobs forming around the country, because they're all now unemployed. I love that the extre- it's called the Extreme Court, and it's on the Violence Channel. <laughs> extreme Court! And that Joe is sentenced to a, a night's rehabilitation. Do you know what um, his crimes were? Oh, no, go on. Yeah. For being a dick. <laughs> That's right, yeah. For escaping from jail. And for fucking up lots of shit. <laughs> Seems fair. And in the clip, I was like, well, what's rehabilitation? And then you saw a, a guy getting run over by a giant lawnmower. Like, literally a giant yeah. lawnmower. A giant ride on. And you're like, ah! Like this. <coughs> and Joe is chained to a rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Because <laughs> last time we just walked up, so he's like, yeah, they've solved it. It's tied me to a big rock. Yeah. It's just pretty smart for dumb people. It is, actually. Yeah. Uh, he sends basically me to a reason. Like, Go and find the time machine. Get out of here. Mm. You know, just fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> he stays in the arena, and um, there's two massive monster trucks. One with, like, a pneumatic drill. Yeah. Pneumatic jackhammer, would be yeah, the word. Jackhammer. Go. I'm aware that I'm making a wanking motion with my dad. I didn't say anything. <laughs> And uh, another one with a massive drill on it. Yeah, they're pretty beasty looking machines. I'd watch that spot <laughs> for definite. <laughs> That's the thing. Does end in death though? Because the thing is, I think I've got a lot in common with my redneck brethren. Because I'd be happy eating a cold hot dog and a warm beer and watching like. Giant monster truck machines smash into each other. Yeah, who wouldn't? It's cool. You know, and we're we talking about like in that, this situation. I don't want it twenty four seven on my screens. Are we talking about in this situation where it's rehabilitation? Oh no, no, just, oh, it's just a monster general. show. No. Well, this I think the problem. I think the difference is yes, I might be like my redneck brethren in the fact that I like pro wrestling and monster trucks, but I sort of balance it out with books. The occasional lecture yeah. that I listen to, you know, a bit of education sprinkled amongst my my yeah. cheese. I, for one, have a guilty pleasure for NASCAR, and I hate motorsport. I do, but I understand NASCAR because you don't go to watch the race. Mm-hmm. You've got to eat steaks cooked off the back of your pickup truck on the barbecue you've got on the tailgate, mm-hmm. and you get absolutely fucking slaughtered, and you occasionally turn around with an accident. And yeah. there's a 20 car pile up, and they show it on the big screen in super slow mo, and then you go back to getting pissed. 
It's as American as warm as And you pie. see, I could do that. Mm. Not Formula One, where something goes around the track every two minutes and I'm sitting there drinking a fucking seven quid lager that's warm and weak <laughs> as shit. It's weird, I should like motorsports, but I don't. I like weird things like, let's say, if I was flicking the channels back in the day and Eurosport was on, oh, and um, there was some truck racing Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tractor pulling? Yeah, there's some weird like that. My tractor pulling? I'll watch this. <laughs> <laughs> I did actually watch it. I wish just RAF Cosford, the local local Air Force Base, take on an RAF team on Eurosport. The world's strongest man I watch, that's funny. I like that, world's strongest man. Point-to-point racing, that would be more interesting than Formula One to me. Curling. Can't not curling. Curling. Love curling. Oh my god. It's the anticipation, it's the suspense. Oh, no. If this is America with all the stupid people, imagine what like Japan would be. With like Takeshi's Castle and all that. Yeah, yeah oh. they'd, be watching, or they'd be watching giant robots fight. Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. What would Britain be? Oh, it's shit, it's that fucking it inflatable f- fucking assault uh, course in the water, isn't it? It would still be football, probably, if we were the idiocracy, but it would be like, it would have devolved into like, they're kicking around a sheep's head like or something. Blood bowl. <laughs> <laughs> and they've got spikes on their fucking knees, like so. Basically, Speedball 2. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's well, the again, second that was... week in a row I fucking mentioned Speedball 2. That was one of my favourite yeah. Mega Drive games, man. Or Sega Genesis for our American listeners. Do you remember oh, yeah. uh, Smash TV? Yes, that was a good game. That was a good game, wasn't it? Definitely. I remember that. Yeah, you were like in a room and uh, like loads of enemies poured in, didn't they? And you had to. I think the story was you were taking over a TV station yeah. or something like that, something along those lines. But, ah, classics. Mm. You just got to kill as many people as you can, basically. Fair enough. That's the film. <laughs> so Joe's. So there's the two monster trucks. One with a pneumatic drill, mm. pneumatic hammer. The other with a drill. And Joe's got a car, a little shitty car with his rock on the back. Yeah. He's also got a floppy cock on the front. Yeah, a massive dildo. floppy <laughs> cock. And <laughs> um, he still changed the rock, and he uses to get out of the car, basically. Mm. Using his what intelligence he has to stop the car very quickly, the rock falls out. Yeah. He is then pulled out, which looks quite painful to be yeah, fair. Yeah, ripped his foot off. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the two monsters crazy crash into one another and explode. And explode. Yeah. But in the meantime, the the all-time champion, Beef Supreme. Beef Supreme. What a name! See, he tried to get into. The, I missed that bit. So. He's um, He tried to get. He's the all-time uh, he's best machine. He's built a massive machine that comes through the door, and then it sort of destroys itself because the. The whole, the sort of entrance way that it tries to force itself through collapses in on top of it, yeah. and yeah, it just that's that's such a good joke. Cause it's just like, yeah, he's got to build the ultimate. Yeah. Like that one's not big enough. I'm gonna build a giant one. Never once considering how do I get it yeah. in the arena. And this is a because yeah. They're still building monster trucks. <laughs> well, must have some level of uh, Competency yeah. and that Beast Supreme was played by um, Luke Wilson's brother. Wow, I thought you'd look familiar, though, because yeah, Beast Supreme that's a name for a wrestler, definitely. Mm. Definitely, he's got a flamethrower as well, hasn't he? He's because uh, he gets pulled out the truck. Oh, mate, I've just yeah. thought of the ultimate not the ultimate, but a good wrestling character, Beef Wellington. Mm-hmm. You're an upper crust sort of lord. I want to hate you immediately, yeah, exactly. You need heels. You're also really muscly, so you're beef, beef Wellington. There you go. You're ringer-tied, you come on, you'd have like epaulets and well, have a gold vest with epaulets on. Top hat and tails. No, you're Wellington, aren't you? You've got to, you've got to look to the... Sir Beef Wellington. You <laughs> peasants. <laughs> you ugly peasants in the front row. I spit at you. Yeah. 
Well, anyway, yeah. I already know my wrestling character. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the educated hooligan. Right. He's a football hooligan who went to university. I'll leave gaps in your teeth, but not in your knowledge, because I studied on the streets and in college. Wow. Got it all worked out. Fantastic. <laughs> That's amazing. Just need some athletic ability and... Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, well, in the meantime, Frieda, uh, Rita has sent Frido out with a cameraman to film the crops growing. They've seen the crops growing. Yeah. While Joe's in the arena, driving around with a massive <laughs> floppy cock on the front of his car. <laughs> She's seen the crops growing, but no one else can see it. And that's the reason he's in there, because he hasn't mm. solved the problem in the first place. <laughs> so he got, they go to a Starbucks, sadly, nearly getting wanked mm. off <laughs> and having a coffee. Yeah. And then finally, Frida realises he's actually there to remember... He's actually there to film the fucking crops <laughs> after punching out the camera guy <laughs> and then taking the camera. The President Camacho immediately pardons Joe and makes him the Vice President. Quite rightly. Yeah. Joe wants to go home though, he's not interested, mm. he wants to stay there, he wants to go back to where he's just normal and average and not a Vice President. Yeah. Rita wants to stay because of her pimp, mm. pimp boyfriend. But yeah. pimp's love is different from any other kind of love. <laughs> Poor old upgrade. Never knew what happened to his favourite hoe. I love it when they're when... There's an end scene, did you watch uh, the end? No. Oh, it comes on after the credits, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, and the pod opens and Upgrade walks out. No way. Strutting down the street. <laughs> so Upgrade did follow. Wow. <laughs> I like when they're, they're um, uh, asleep in the, at the White House and um, just before the mob comes and like a brick comes in through the window and she just sits up in bed and goes, oh shit, it's Upgrade! <laughs> yeah. And there is a long-running joke of, of um, not sure, thinking that uh, that she's a painter. Oh yes. He's her agent. Yeah. Oh, Joe, yeah, keep not sure. Painting. I'll just get to Joe to keep it simple. Uh, you keep <laughs> painting, I will. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah. that bit where she, she she tries to phone him, doesn't she? Yeah. Picks up the phone at the beginning. She's like, mm. "I'm looking for upgrade with two Ds." There's two thousand residents with that name in this county. <laughs> what a name! Yeah, but everyone's called like Chardonnay, <laughs> aren't they? Chardonnay. Oh dear, I wonder how many poor children of the eighties were named Chardonnay. Oh, early nineties as well. Oh, early two thousands as well. This is one of the names that never goes away. Oh. Ah. President Camacho begs Joe to stay. Uh, no, he's made up his mind. Rita's gonna stay though. She's like, oh, I had shit all back home. Why not be one of the cleverest people in the world here? Yeah. Why not? Turns out the time machine is actually just a really uh, historically inaccurate ride. Yeah. Where I Charlie Chaplin was the leader of the Nazi party. <laughs> I kept thinking that it was gonna turn out to be a clock. Do you know what I mean? Like time yeah. machine. I kept thinking there's no way it's a time machine. <laughs> but no. That's even better that it's a shitty ride with the Nazi dinosaurs yeah. in the diorama. It's like an, a, two dinosaurs, one with a Nazi flag, one with an American flag. <laughs> and does it say something like, uh, I can't remember what president it says, but they, they un-Nazified the world or something That's like that. No, it was the, it was the un. The, yeah. It wasn't the UN, it was the, the un. Nazi. And they denazified the world. Ah. <laughs> 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 the so yeah, towards the end of the film, it's the end of the film. Joe is elected the president because he's the smartest man on the planet. He marries Rita. He has three of the smartest children on the planet. And, and Frito is the uh, Frito. Sorry, is the uh, the vice president. He has like, eight wives and thirty-two kids. Yeah. They're all thick as shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, excellent. 
and their line is probably going to get well, it's only three kids in there, so we ain't going to. Well, it's, it's all just going to keep going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless, of course, he actually managed to implement uh, education and stuff. Mm. Because it would be really easy to stay in power in that scenario, wouldn't it? What yeah. do you mean I've only done two terms? Can't you people count? Yeah. No, you can't. I've only done one. And I've already and believed just change the rules anyway. Yeah. It's in your best interests if I'm president till I die. New rule. Actually, I read an article today. There's a, there's a chance, people think there's a chance, that let's say that Dolly doesn't get re-elected in mm -hmm. 2020. Yeah. He could just turn around and go, fake yeah. news. Yeah. Mm. I'm not leaving. Fake, fake news, fake, fake election, election, fake news, fake election. That's the worry, isn't and it? And not leave. And they're like, well, what do we do? Because... We can't get the police or the army to go in because they're all sworn to the president. But if he's refusing to leave the office, he's still the president. Ah, oh, somebody'd put a fucking bullet in his head, wouldn't they? They would. You know, cause yeah. what if he, if he's he said he wants sick to? Sick of fans, honey. What his core base, and they've all got guns. Mm. This is the thing; they're all gun-toting. Yeah, it's mad, though, isn't it? Of all the, the supposed guns. Imagine if they they believe that the establishment. Mm. Cheated the matter of Donald Trump as their president. They've for cheated another eight years, another four years. We're not taking this, you know. We're not having this. We're not gonna take it. <laughs> no, we ain't gonna take it. <laughs> and then my prediction of a civil war will come true. Yeah, well, this is interesting, isn't it? I mean, because he, he doesn't want to leave. It doesn't matter if he doesn't. The result goes in against him or not. He ain't gonna want to leave. No, oh. he ain't gonna suffer the the ignominy of. Failing is a defeat, is he? Yeah, no way. He doesn't lose I unless he's made bankrupt six times. I think give him another couple of years, he might be ready to just go and play some golf. Yeah. I think the only way he would do it is if he said, basically just resigned. Did you see him in Alabama signing yeah. Bible? Or it, could just, or it could just go how it usually goes. They'll be. You'll get impeached. Well, no, he'll do his two, his eight years, and he'll just leave. And they say, what if he doesn't get elected? Yeah, yeah but that, I think that's fucking scaremongering and that, isn't it? I mean, he's not. It's unprecedented. I don't know, mate. You know what? You know what his, his supporters are like. They ain't the boys. His own narcissism. Serious. Mean... Think about what you say. Mm. So he's literally going to go. No, no, no. My presidency is not over. It's a petrol. I'm still the president. It's fake news. It's a fake election. It was rigged. I do think that the structural structure of the the American system might prevent him. Because the army surely wouldn't side with him. They'd side with He's the elected chief. Yeah, but if there's been an election... Then you split the army then, don't you? The people who believe Trump and the people who don't. I don't think there's that many that like him. I don't think. I, I just. Of course they do. It's make America great again. It's the armed forces. That's what the entire army. It depends who the alternative is. If the alternative is like Tulsi Gabbard, who's anti-war, she wins the, the Democratic nomination and... Mm. And there's no way they're going to support her. So then maybe. You know, she'd be like president in exile. Oh, it's going to be fine. Well, How long has he got left? Two years? A year? A year? 2020 elections, aren't they? He'll have had enough by months, the end of it. He'll have had enough by the end of it. That's my prediction. I don't think he's the cartoon villain that, you know. But did you see him signing Bibles in Alabama after the tornado? No. <laughs> it was incredible. He was signing Bibles. Oh, yeah. What idiot. This was written by me. <laughs> you might as well I'm the greatest Bible writer in the world. Nobody writes Bibles like me. <laughs> Nobody. Uh. 
So uh, what's what's the Dunning Kruger effect? I just like this idea. Sorry to go ahead and just no, <laughs> trying to drag it. No, <laughs> I'm still a door frame. Yeah. No, <laughs> they've got him by the legs. Secret Service agents got him by the legs. He's hanging on with the door frame. His wigs coming off. Mr. Trump, you've done your eight years. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Bless him. It's all bit of the four years, though, isn't it? He can do eight. He'd go after eight. He'd have to. But it's the four years. Jesus, I was having a bit of a Mandela effect thing, because honestly, in my head, it, that didn't sound wrong. That this, oh, oh, has he already been there seven years? One more to go? So it's only been three years yeah. since we've had Trumpy Baby. So he could just win and do another four then, couldn't yeah, he? Yeah, he could win, but if he doesn't win, the danger is will he claim... Oh, now I see what you're saying. I thought you were basically news. saying he gets to the end of his eight years and just goes, no, I'm changing the laws. No, 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 oh, no. Right. If he... If the the vote doesn't go his so way, let's say that I don't know Bernie Bernie beats him. I don't know. Just plucking a name at the the Democratic hat. Let's say Bernie beats him, and he goes, "Nah, fake election. It was rigged. Mm. I'm not leaving." Mm-hmm. Yeah, last election he said there's like fake voters, four yeah. million fake voters. So what happens then? And he, that was him, the army. And that was him. That he won, and he still made excuses. Mm. He was like, "Should have won by a bigger margin." Fake. Yeah. Nah, fuck Could he me. handle losing? I think he can. He has a choice if he does lose. They've all got, like, guns and all nutters. <laughs> well, not all of them, but his no, core base of evangelicals, that you'd argue, would, would pick up a gun, to, or certainly some of them would pick up a gun. And, yeah, the, the people they think he was sent by God himself. The people who believe in Q. They're yeah. not going to accept it. Yeah, but they think he was sent by God exactly. himself. Oh, yeah, them too. You've seen, I mean, that's in the memes. It's incredible. Ah, fuck them. It's their problem, not ours. <laughs> right, so who wants to do the Dunning Kruger effect then? Go on then. So what is what is this? Is this what was happening in Idiocracy? Yeah, pretty much. Dunning, it's also a band, isn't it? <laughs> Gotta be a shit band. <laughs> but did the effect come first? Well, who knows? Or did the band? So, in the field of psychology, the Dunning Kruger effect is a cognitive bias in which people of low ability have illusory superiority and mistakenly assess their cognitive ability as greater than it is. I'm looking at you, Ben. Uh, The cognitive bias of illusory superiority comes in the inability of low ability people to recognise their lack of ability. Without the self-awareness of metacognition, low ability people cannot objectively evaluate their competence or incompetence. As described by social psychologists David Dunning and Justin Kruger, no relation to Freddie, <laughs> the cognitive bias of illusory superiority results from an internal illusion in people of low ability and from an external misperception in people of high ability. That is, the miscalibration miscali- of the incompetent stems from an error about the self whereas the miscalibration of the highly competent stems from an error about others. Yeah, that is quite difficult to understand, so I'll, well, let, I don't know. It, I'll let John Cleese explain it. He explains it okay. a bit simpler. John Cleese, the noted psychologist. <laughs> well, he, he knew Dunning. Ah, He's friends okay. with him, apparently. He says in this little clip, so... I think the problem with people like this is that they are so stupid that they have no idea how stupid they are. You see, if you're very, very stupid, how can you possibly realize 
that you're very, very stupid. You'd have to be relatively intelligent to realize how stupid you are. There's a, a wonderful bit of research by a guy called David Dunning at Cornell, who's a friend of mine, I'm proud to say, who's pointed out that in order to know how good you are at something requires exactly the same skills as it does to be good at that thing in the first place, which means, this is terribly funny, that if you're absolutely no good at something at all, then you lack exactly the skills that you need to know that you're absolutely no good at it. And this explains not just Hollywood, but almost the entirety of Fox News. So basically, if you're stupid, that stupid, you don't know you're that stupid. Yep. So you just keep saying stupid things. Yeah, it's like that. It's like the the, the mm. council in the film, mm. and they're like, it's what plants crave, gives electrolytes. Yeah, well, we they're stupid that they don't know their stupidity about the topic, so they just they think they know everything because well, they're stupid. A, we said it earlier though yeah. when we said that um, like part of being intelligent is knowing just how little you know comparatively oh, Socrates. to people above you. It's like, I know, I think the example I said earlier is I consider myself fairly intelligent, but you sit me down next to the world's greatest astrophysicist and I, suddenly I'm not very intelligent, am yeah. I, comparatively? Unless you're but a pub quiz and, the, and it requires, wrestling comes on as a category, well, in which go. case you're no, laughing, aren't you? Unless requires, he's a massive wrestling fan too. It requires a certain level of intelligence for me to be able to put myself in the scale if you know what I mean, to mm. be able to look to up recognise, yeah, to recognise that yeah. I don't know as much yeah. as he does. It's like speaking well, we to John Cleese, what's that sketch? I look down on him, yeah. you know, where there's the three of us. It's like, yeah. I, we, I think all three of us here have the ability to look up and go, all right, I'm not up there with the astrophysicists, but I'm sure as fuck not down there yeah. with, the, with the turd chewers. <laughs> the trouble with the turd chewers they, they don't think, know they're turd yeah, chewers they, think, they they're, think they're operating on the same level yeah. as the astrophysicist <laughs> what makes you so much smarter than me my opinion counts well does it that's the paradox you see but that's the thing yeah that's the... so they'll argue their point like you say it's like that mm. thing with a the pigeon they'll argue their point because they believe that they they know everything oh, playing chess with a pigeon yeah. mm. so you make all the right moves you completely destroy their argument, mm. but then they kick the pieces over and shut on the board and leave. Yeah. When I was probably around 18, 19, I, in my arrogance, I was starting to become aware that I was intelligent and I could feel that I was more intelligent than, without sounding like a cunt, with a lot of people that I was friends with, okay? And when I met someone who was smarter than me, like, it was like, I'm like, oh shit, this guy's clever. But in my arrogance, I thought I fucking knew it all. Mm. I really did yeah. think, like, fuck me, I'm on a different level than other people. I fucking know it all, mate. I've got this fucking life and this world thing all sussed out, mate. Yeah, no, I was the same, 19, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Then there's a bit of a crisis in sort of like the late 20s to mid to early 30s of starting to realise, uh, fuck me, I don't know, me cock from me elbow, <laughs> comparatively. And also, though, then I suppose you can extrapolate this, that the, the, um, there's this fable that I always get wrong, but it's something to do with, like, there's these sheep in a field and they're happy as fucking shit and they're chasing each other around all day and there's a pig in the field next to them and he fucking looks at these sheep all day, like, with absolute fucking disdain. Like, these stupid little fucking woolly pricks. They <laughs> fucking follow each other around, happy as Larry, rolling in their shit. They're fucking morons. And the reason the pig hates them so much is because they're happy. 
because they've got no concept of the fact that they're sheep. They are fucking love being sheep. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, fucking yeah. love the old sheepy life. And Mr. Fucking Intelligent Pig sat on the other side. He can intellectualise it all and fucking... But he's not happy. He's jealous. He would like to be... That's the old saying, ignorance is bliss. And yeah, it's true. And if ignorance is bliss, why aren't more people happy? Mm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that doing the, the way it was described in the in the Wikipedia page was just a very flowery way of saying mm. what we've we've yeah. basically just said. The turd eater at the bottom does not paradoxically doesn't have the brains to know he's a turd eater, but that also paradoxically makes him happier in general. <coughs> Brexit. Uh, and they and they just keep popping out sprogs. Yeah. Hey. I walk the door of the ice chair every day with a dog. Believe me, I've seen it all, mate. I've seen it all. I've seen every aspect of fucking Kemp's estate life. Believe you me. So it's for me, the only solution is to have an educated population, isn't it? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Or... Education's the key. Or castration. That's it, or castration. Well, the thing is... The, so which way do you want to go? <laughs> well, the problem is... Castration. Castration <laughs> seems quite harsh, but it would take... Two, three generations to get that educational yeah, to yeah. kick in. So I mean, you've got well, to write, you've, would... got, you've got to write off at least you've got to write off a generation, maybe two, perhaps. But at least it and would start a downward down. trend, wouldn't it? Well, as long as the guys it. after you keep it going. Yeah, and we back up on the up, wouldn't we? Because at the moment we're destroying the world. You know, it could and be uninhabitable in fifty years. Well, but you've no one, no one's doing anything about it. That's it. I mean, you can measure thickness. Though, oh, yeah, by, that's the problem, one. not mine. <laughs> well, that's it. I'm sure my old people's home have air conditioning. <laughs> you can measure someone's intelligence, whether they support Tommy Robinson or not. Well, <laughs> there is that. Or Stephen Axley Lennon, whatever his Tenny Tom, Tenny Tom, Tommy Ten names is saying nowadays. But it's not their fault, though. No. I mean, well, I else? don't particularly hate gammons. I dislike gammons, but I don't. I kind of pity them. I know it's not their. It's not their fault. Do you know what I mean? Well, they just swallow the bullshit. Yeah. It's not their fault. It's not their fault. The echo chamber, their Facebook echo chamber, is just it's giving them Tommy Robinson related, that kind of shit constantly. Yeah. They and don't have the brains to think. No. A lot of young people as well, though. Kind of pity them. A lot of young people as well in there, on Tommy's side. Yeah, it's not, it's not an age thing. It's not their fault they're uneducated. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's society that's looking over let them down, hasn't it? Well, I still think you've got to go to school and want to do stuff. Uh, well, yeah, but if you're if you're like you say, if your social situation exactly. is exactly you don't, they don't, find, they don't oh parents don't give a shit you don't school, find so many you don't find many uneducated wealthy people do you no that's it not unless they're like builders even Tom Boris Matthews. Johnson a complete and utter buffoon mm. even he's educated yeah degree well thing is when he has degrees in each it's also how, how, uh, how much has your family donated to the college to get you that degree? I think you'll but find that uneducated people there's a correlation between poverty. Yeah, there is, but he's also born into wealth. Well, Here's yeah. a quote for that you. Helps, it? We're on to the philosophical quotes. That's the problem system, isn't it? The philosophical quotes earlier, I don't know who the quote's from, but tyranny is the removal of nuance, right? So your fucking Tommy Robinson supporters don't know how nuanced and difficult and multifaceted geopolitical issues are, right? Yeah. To them, it's just Muslims bad, white people good, control the borders, free speech. 
Yeah. It's that simple, right? They don't... It's not their fault. They don't... It's laid out to them in black and white as if it's a black and white issue. Mm -hmm. Tommy's right yeah. or the government's right. Yeah. They yeah, haven't yeah. got... And it's not really their fault to know just how fucking complicated an issue like that. You can't sum it up in a You can't. And you can't sentence. expect the newspapers and the, and the mainstream media. You can't rely on them. Because yeah, they've got their agendas. Their agenda. And that kind of guy tends to read the sun every day. Mm. Or the yeah, Daily Mail. There's, that great, there's a great clip, actually. On, mm. um, it's, a, it's a West Ham fan. He's got his West Ham shirt on. I know the one. And he's like, yeah, these foreigners, these immigrants are coming over here. They're taking our jobs and they're not working. And you know, well, you can't do both, mate. <laughs> but to him, yeah, that's that's the thing he's been fed. Oh, yeah, that their benefits grown just because and they're taking your jobs. And their benefits grown. It just benefits the people at the but top. Yeah, really, he don't mind. He doesn't mind it when when foreign players come and play for West Ham. He, he wouldn't turn down Lionel Messi at West Ham because he's Argentinian, yeah. would he? But he hasn't got the intelligence to see the irony of it. To see that. Like, that's what I mean. Yeah. So it's not. That's why I don't. I bet there's a load of Liverpool fans. Mm. I bet there's a certain percentage of Liverpool fans. Oh, oh, yeah. Anti-Islam. Yeah, I know where you go with that. Yeah, and their best player is Mohamed Salah. Yeah, who's a practicing Muslim. Yeah. In fact, and I do they it probably like... wouldn't even recognise mm. the cognitive bias there. Of course, I believe yeah. there's, there was a game in the Champions League, and there was the final that year. I think it might have been the semi-final where they were debating if he was going to play because he was held in Ramadan. <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah. Was but, I bet the Liverpool fans were just praying he was going to play, weren't they? I bet they wouldn't have praying to Allah for that one if Mo Salah was going to play. Here's a good example. A lad that I used to know and hang out with. Not the sort of person I'd normally choose to hang out with, but met through a friend. Nice guy, but very, very low on intelligence, right? How's this for stupidity? He, uh, alcoholism runs in his family genetically. Both parents alcoholic. He's a functioning alcoholic. And then... One day in summer, we're all sat in a, a, a friend's garden having a barbecue, and his little baby, who's probably about one, maybe a bit older, and he's letting the baby sip cider from the can. Wow. And he's sat there thinking, so chances are that the genetic alcoholism is in that baby. Well, it's as, will be when it's finished sipping the yeah, cider. Yeah, as you've got it and both your parents have it. Is introducing alcohol to the baby's system, age one, really it's the best of ideas? It's great for a baby, is it? Calms her down, mate. She'll be right, mate. She just has a little sip. She'll be fine. Okay. Okay. But then again, I should point out that I was... Uh, my uh, bottle was... The uh, the dimple of my bottle was oh, dipped, dipped in rum. dipped in it. That's an old thing. And a little bit of rum in the, yeah. in the milk. Yeah, and mate. a bit of whiskey when I was a kid. Yeah. That the baby stopped me teething. Like. Is a world... Of difference from giving the can well, that's true, to yeah, the baby yeah, yeah, yeah. and letting the baby tip it into its mouth, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is it? But that guy with a violent baby. But that guy probably. But that guy has two children. They're probably going to go on to have. He's got two. I should be careful because somebody could probably work out who it is. But anyway, two kids and they, and they can go on and reproduce and have more. Yeah, nice guy. Actually, earns more money than I do. But, I hate to say, he's dumb as fucking rocks. <laughs> and doesn't know he's dumb as rocks. He would get into shouting matches with any one of us sat here over things that he doesn't really understand just through believing he's right. Yeah. But not having any knowledge of how little of the argument he knows, <laughs> if you know what I mean. The Dunning-Kruger effect. Yeah, so yeah. it's just, I don't know what the answer is. It's a quite a good movie. You know? <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. I guess that's what we do here. Yeah. We're reviewing the film. Yeah, we are, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I agree with 6.6. I thought it was better the first time I watched it many years ago. I remember it like yeah, it's, it's a decent film. It's a decent film. Yeah, I'm not saying it's bad. With it. It's a good film. There's some film. funny bits in it. There's some good, funny bits in it. I, think I like the message. The message, yeah. in fact, if anything, yeah. this film, in hindsight, is fucking mm. prophecy. I think, mm. I mean... Office Space is so perfect that maybe people were expecting... Maybe. Something that level because Office Space. Have you ever seen Office Space? Bro? I haven't. To be fair, it's oh, it's fucking good, and it does actually hold up. To be fair, uh, and it introduced me to that song. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> Love that film. So yeah, so maybe people were expecting another home run from Mike, uh, Mike Judge. Yeah, I liked it. I just think it could have definitely done with it. It was way too ambitious for the budget they had. Yeah, in my definitely. Opinion. I think released today it would do better. I think with a bigger budget. Remade with a bigger budget, yeah, I think released it, today. Yeah. And if it was, because I think today it would get that massive cinema release because I think the studios know there's a lot of dumb people out yeah. there who would well, go and not. The thing is, the smart people would go and feel clever watching it, mm. and the dumb people would go and would still feel clever over it because they don't think they're that dumb, the, yeah. the Dunning Kruger <laughs> effect. There you go. I mean, some yeah. of the Space Force videos we've watched, no, and some no, of the, yeah. the, you know, those Trump support videos you watch as mm. well uh, in Weird News. That, for me, yeah, for me personally, that wasn't that far off. No. This film. We're getting there. You know? Well, are smartphones making us stupid? Well, there's a question. Uh, there's a report from the University of Texas at Austin Brain Drain. The mere presence of one's own smartphone reduces available cognitive capacity. That's interesting. So during this study, the UT Austin researchers found that someone's ability to hold and process data significantly improved if his or her smartphone was in another room while taking a test to gauge and t- uh, attentional control and cognitive processes. You know what? I fucking fully agree with Yeah. Participants who kept their phones in a pocket or bag also outperformed those who kept their phones on a desk while taking the same test. Again, even if the phone was turned off and face down on the desk, the mere sight of one's own smartphone seemed to induce brain drain by depleting finite cognitive resources. I can believe it's like a, well, your brain's a CPU, isn't it? Mm. So we're now programmed, and I know that we all, the three of us sat here, certainly do this. Well, my phone's there. I'm having an itch to look at it. Mm. I'm totally addicted to my phone, but. Uh, and and that if, I'm, if I'm doing to do this, I'm trying to read something, I'm thinking of that. Mm. You know, it is brain drain. It, it's like a, it's like the, it's like sometimes the uh, you get a crash and you have to press control or delete and reset. Now, far be it from me to question the work of these scientists, but I'm going to. My point would be that although technically, okay, it might be draining the CPU power of your brain. I am much stupider without my phone than I am with it, and an internet connection. If you sat there and asked me um, what year. Did Socrates uh, say his thing? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't got a fucking uh, clue. You ask me when I've got my phone in my hand and I'll give you the answer. Think about it another way. You're watching, I don't know, anything on the telly. Series yeah. that you're really into. Yeah. I have to put the phone They've done a out of my yeah. reach. So what you're doing, so then, that's, that's what, yeah. I think that's what it's getting at. So yeah. if I'm watching... It's reducing my, my ability yeah. to concentrate. I watched the series Nightfall on Netflix, it's with mm-hmm. Knights Templar, and there will be an episode. This was completely yeah. factually, historically inaccurate. It's just a dramatised sort of Knights Templar okay. story. And it was kind of cool, it was alright. There's mm. a bit of blood and gore, a bit of political intrigue. Yeah. Right like that. But I bet you... 
I've missed, I, I certainly did at the start, several crucial parts, because I'm sat there, one on the telly, one eye on the phone, in the end. Yeah. I'm doing both. No. That's what it's getting at, I think, is like we can't mm. concentrate as well if our phone yeah. is anywhere in our eye mm. eyesight pattern. Well, I had to, and what Gaz was saying, there's been a study on that, Gaz, called, mm. it's called the Google effect. Yeah. Yeah. A lack of memory is crazy. So we're not remembering Poss things. Because we yeah. haven't got yeah, to. Because yeah, we don't need to. Because, well, like Elon if... Musk said on the Joe Rogan show, he was asking about transhumanism and cyborgs and all that. He's like, you're already a cyborg. You're not attached to the phone, but it is part, like, it's yeah. like an extra chip, isn't it, in your CPU? But I seriously, our, our natural inbuilt memory is decreasing because our external hard drive ah, is yeah, doing all the work yeah. for us. I guess yeah. that's a good analogy. Yeah. That's, that's great analogy. Um, yeah. Apparently 90% of people suffer from digital amnesia. Digital amnesia, that'd be a good album. 70% yeah. Yeah. Mm. of parents don't have their children's phone numbers memorised. Who remembers phone numbers now? I, got, I can remember but, the one from our yeah. first house. 49% yeah. do... Uh, no, in fact, many oh. more adults are more likely to remember their childhood's friend, childhood friend's home number from 15 or 20 years ago. I, I want to show up. I remember my own number. Yeah. My own number down. Uh, dad's number. Home number. Dad's home number. I haven't got a clue. Yeah, I've got about four or five in my head. Yeah, but I not as many as I would have years ago. No. I haven't got and I remember yet. losing my phone years ago, but I, I used to keep a backup on paper of all the phone numbers in my address book. <laughs> and as soon as people would like add themselves like, oh shit I met so and so the night I got a new number I'd update it and if my phone broke I'd have to carry that in my pocket and find a pay phone which of course I wouldn't be able to nowadays yeah. or so, you get to, you open up a fucking in a village you open up a phone box now and it, that's where they keep the defibrillator that's true yeah which is great if you're having a heart attack but if, yeah. if you really need to ring the AA or something <laughs> yeah. a fucking defibrillator fucking hell that's true yeah <laughs> yeah well, I guess we just we just don't remember as many things as we used to. We don't need to. Because we don't have to, yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, at the same time, that's fantastic and concerning, isn't it? Who remembers, like, you make an appointment now, mm. or oh. whatever, you get text alerts. Yeah, you do, yeah. So I don't even bother to remember it now. I just, yeah. It's like, there's a text alert on that, like an appointment hairdressers mm. or a dentist or whatever. Yeah. yeah, we've got a text alert. Okay, that's it then. This is a weird example, but... Because it scares me how bad my memory. The past is a fog to me, and I know I haven't helped with things I've done to myself. I was talking to a, one of my oldest friends, uh, who's from uni, and uh, we were talking about my girlfriend at the time at uni, and he was like, "Oh man, I used to be jealous of you. She was really nice." I was like, "Yeah, she was really nice, wasn't she?" And then I was with this girl three years, and I literally cannot picture in my mind exactly what she looked like naked. Hmm. This well, wasn't that long ago, a day, twelve years ago maybe. Like I was with her for three years, and I've got this vague picture in my mind. But that's something that should be burned into there, isn't it? But it's gone. I've, everything is so foggy. I've, I worry for when I'm. I'm going to be. I think your worst case of Alzheimer's. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not doing the show by then. <laughs> I'm thirty-six though, man, and I can't remember things. Mm. Uh, yeah, Alzheimer's can kick in sort of late 30s, early 40s. It wouldn't surprise me with my memory. I know we joke about all oh, the weed and the beer and all that. Uh, I do think I've, I've frazzled some some chemical yeah. connection. Now the technology you consume, I mean, that's doing it. That's altering your brain as well. 
Apparently, between the year 2000 and 2016, the average human attention span fell from 12 seconds to 8 seconds. Wow. Studies have shown that uh, the blue enriched light, which is emitted by most electronics as a black backlit screen, can suppress the body's release of melatonin at night. Melatonin regulates your internal clock and small amounts of it in your system can damage your ability to maintain a regular sleep schedule. I'll go for that because every night when I get in from work, I'll sit on the laptop for a bit and then not go to bed until far too late. Yep, using a GPS for all navigation is damaging to your brain. A series of studies showed that people who rely on GPS to get around have less activity in the hippocampus and area of the brain involved in both memory and navigation. Yeah, well, there's, there's places, I can vouch that there's places I drive to every week and I have the sat-nav on. If you took that sat-nav away from me, despite the fact I've driven there, once a week for like 10 years, I would struggle yeah. getting you there without the sound mm-hmm. yeah, because it does shut off that part of your brain. I love having it on even when I know where I'm going because it really does like, let's say if you don't have the sat nav and you're on, on the road and you're thinking like, um, uh, you've got to be thinking like, is there an island? I'm sure there's an island coming up here in a minute. So like, you're thinking, you're focused, but with the, the sat nav, you can literally just glance at it and know that the island is in 0.9 miles. So you just maintain your speed and you're fine, and then you know the island's coming, and you just go on to autopilot, you completely yeah. shut up. Mm-hmm. Whereas somebody who's thinking about where they're going, he's like, I'm sure it's, you get up to the island with the fire station, then I think it's left up. Oh yeah, now I remember, I recognise that. and it, they, yeah. All that is gone from me, I completely eliminate that part of the job, because there's just a fucking screen there, the corner of my eye, directing me. Yeah. Your dad was a lorry driver. Yeah, and he so, replied on maps. Yeah. Actual maps and knowledge. <laughs> And people, the best is when people are like, oh, you're a driver, how do I get to him? Um, like, Have you got a sat nav, mate? Uh, Ask him. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. It, it definitely resonates with me, that bit. You definitely yeah. shut off a part of your mind when you're driving with a sat nav. Definitely. I don't drive, so I can't. I can't it's just there, you just glance at it. I believe you. I can, I can fully believe it, because I've been given directions before now on, mm. of a, a sat-nav to, to the driver. Yeah. Google Maps on the phone, and you're like, yeah. hey, I'm watching the screen rather than the road. Yeah. I mean, I'm not driving, so obviously that's not an issue. No. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're going to come to an island at 100 metres, and it's, uh, mm. you want to take the first left off that. Completely And then, I, and then I'll look up at the scenery. Mm. Well, you know, let's say it's like, I know I'm approaching a roundabout because it's told me. I haven't even really consciously got to think about what lane I need to be in because based on whether it's pointing left or right, straight away my brain knows left lane, right lane, I'm just autopilot, never thinking about it, which leaves me lots of awesome time to concentrate on the podcasts I'm listening to. (laughs) Still multitasking, that's the main thing. Definitely. Well, I think... Going back to your drug days, Gaz, apparently the internet... Is just as bad. A 2012 study showed that spending too much time on the internet can actually cause changes in the brain that mimic those by drug and alcohol dependence. Internet addicts have abnormal white and grey matter in their brains, which disrupts the regions responsible for processing emotion and regulating attention and decision making. Oh, fucking hell! There is nothing wrong with my emotions, and I've really fucked up both fronts there. Smoked too many drugs and too much on the internet. <laughs> There's masturbation Ooh, beyond. Yes. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. Okay, so uh, let's move on to a bit of weird news and full Alex to finish. Uh, so what we got first, I'll, I'll do the first oh, one. Oh. Do you want to just explain the, the game show? I'll do that when we get to full Alex. 
Oh yeah, weird fuck, news I said it right, brain fart. Uh. <laughs> Ignore me. A scientist discovers jellyfish-like creature with a transient anus that only appears when it is needed. That's the second album's name, Transient Tr Transient Anus. anus. <laughs> to be fair, my ex-girlfriend had a pretty transient anus. <laughs> it certainly got around. Did she like to ride her bicycle? Her anus led a very transient lifestyle. Is she liked to ride her bicycle? <laughs> People liked riding her bicycle, I can tell you that. Was she a fat-bottomed girl? No, no. Quite the opposite. Oh. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. A, um, a scientist has stumbled upon a jellyfish-like creature with one unique feature and a not-so-dirty secret. A transient anus that only appears when it needs to defecate and disappears as soon as it excretes waste. Wow. That'd be pretty useful. <laughs> yeah. I think that's got to be the follow-up title to Interdimensional Penis. The, uh, hang on, Transient the warty comb jelly. Warty, warty comb, comb jelly. Warty comb jelly. Oh, that does sound, I don't want that on me fucking toast. <laughs> There's an album name, warty comb jelly. Warty comb jelly. Fucking hell. I'm not going to read the Latin name, if that's all right with you guys. Memiopsis. And I'm not going to try the second one. Yeah, see what I mean? Also known as the sea walnut. Resembles a jellyfish, but is actually a species of tentaculate centaphore, has detailed in an article published in Invertebrate Biology whilst on my reading list. Wow. I don't know you boys. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my toilet list. Well, um, I watch SpongeBob, does that count? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it doesn't have Created by an actual marine biologist, I'll have you know. Yes, it was. All I know is the Kurgans in it. <laughs> oh, it, it, yes, Stephen. Forgotten his name now. Shit. Moving on. Oh, anyway. It doesn't have a visible anus most of the time. Instead, the comb jelly forms an anal pore that ejects digested food oh. once the gut has filled up. After it's finished its business, the hole neatly closes up again. Wow. This is a this is the really <laughs> spectacular finding here, Sydney Tam of the Marine Biological Laboratory in Woods Hole, Massachusetts. It isn't in If humans had this, Tam. this ability though. To make your anus disappear, it would definitely bring down the prison rape numbers, wouldn't <laughs> it? Certainly it? would. Can't rape me. Haven't got a bum. <laughs> oh, you little tease! I saw you do this shit earlier. I knew you had a bum. Uh, I only have a bum when I need a poo. Uh, can't rape me. <laughs> well, it would. Yes. Uh, <laughs> guys in the toilet. The yeah. actual toilet bowl. Yeah. <laughs> well, if he wants to rape me that bad, I'll just let him shout me. <laughs> If he's determined enough to climb into the system, <laughs> and hide there with the rector waiting for you specifically, and just as you should get shit, the invasion. Yeah, I mean, too fair. You know what? You can't argue with the panic, can you? I would probably look down the bowl. You know what? You wanted that bad phone. I'd say yeah. But it's not rape anymore, though. It's not rape. I'm consenting. I'm gonna ruin it for you. Have a shower. Get out the get out the shit box. Have a shower. Seduce me, put some music on. <laughs> Tell me some jokes. Don't hide in the toilet and wait for my arsehole to appear. Wine <laughs> me, dine me, <laughs> Make make me want my anus to appear. <laughs> I'm asking. You go to dinner parties, you're like, wanna see a magic trick? <laughs> Look, no anus, but watch this, eat a bit of food. Anus! They <laughs> <laughs> defecate onto their carpets. <laughs> but they forgive you because they were so impressed with the disappearing anus trick. 
There we go. Well, all I'm saying is they're going to isolate the gene in this jellyfish and one day there will be Humans super... known as a big anus. Yes. Being able, having a visible anus will be seen as like ugly and like lowbrow. You know what I mean? Like the Kardashians of the future. Be like, oh, we'll be Neanderthals you know then, I mean? will we? Like, you imagine when we used to have an anus? Yeah. Oh, what a terrible time that was. Oh my God, you can actually see her anus? That is so last century. Yeah. <laughs> I got the jellyfish gene. You can't see my butthole. Only when I want you to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then it'll become, there'll be like underground places where you can go and see girls with actual Exactly, that's what I mean. It's like, fun the underground. <laughs> In the kingdom of the, <laughs> the disappearing assholes, the woman with the permanent entry will be king. <laughs> the woman with one eye. <laughs> 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 On that note, uh, <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> okay, it was it was the next one. <laughs> Grandad downs half a pot of paint, mistaking it for yogurt, and has no regrets. <laughs> there you go. There's the um the, the oh god, I forgot what the name is already. Idiocracy. There's idiocracy already. Dunning Kruger. Dunning Kruger. That's, there's a Dunning Kruger effect already. <laughs> a 90-year-old granddad has somehow managed to drink half a can of paint with no adverse side effects whatsoever. Hey, would you drink half a can? Oh, this yoghurt tastes funny. The first fucking could... spoonful. Exactly. Suspicions need to be raised. Exactly. Oh, this tastes rather metallic. <laughs> it's a bit chemically. Yeah. Oh. Probably passed its sell by day, it'll be alright. Yeah. So this strawberry yoghurt isn't very strawberry-like. I mean, come on. Tastes a bit like magnolia. It's green, for fuck's sake, who thinks green oh is a yoghurt colour? There's a picture of the granddad with the green paint around his mouth. <laughs> oh, taken by the grandkids and put on Instagram. Yeah, yeah that is. the caption reads, So, my granddad ate half a coil of paint today, thinking it was yoghurt. How would you eat that much paint? Oh, I'm sorry, this smacks of Instagram fucking desperation here. But wouldn't have that have been bad for him? There's a lot of chemicals in paint, I think. I imagine so. Apparently there's no adverse effects. Yet. Yeah. 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 Bright green <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, there we go. Well, hang on, just go back up again. Speaking to men online, she explained, when I say he loves yoghurt, he lives for yoghurt. My mum buys at least seven quarts of vanilla Danone yoghurt a week. How much is a mm, quart? Danone. I don't give a fuck how much he likes fucking yoghurt. It's paint. He, he shouldn't have got halfway down the paint can before something <laughs> sort of clicked. Was it only when it started to dry on the outside? <laughs> was, My uh, tongue feels funny. I mean, I can't speak anymore. It doesn't melt in the mouth like it used to. <laughs> oh. What apparently he yeah. Apparently he came back, gave his version of events. He wrote, "Apparently I ate paint this morning. Shit, honestly, tastes better than yogurt. So no regrets." Hashtag no regrets. Uh, brackets. Poison controlled. Laughed at me, but they said I'll be fine. Do you know what? Instagram scam. Now that we've read that yeah. quote, I'm with you. Yeah. Best. Yeah, so publicity. Come on, Grandad, eat some paint. Grandad, you eat some paint. Do you know what would be funny? You just put this around your mm. mouth. Mm. And we'll say, because I, I I think if you ate half a can of paint, I think you'd be in serious trouble. I think they're gonna. I also think, think you'd notice. I think there might be before some you've eaten half a can of paint. Yeah, yeah. 
Because he'll be so stupid he'll eat paint, you would assume maybe he's riddled with Alzheimer's, blah, blah, blah. But according to this story, no, he's on Instagram, writing his own yeah. Instagram story, so he's not that stupid. All right, let's put it this way. Have or you ever... he's got really, sh like, shits for grandchildren. They actually gave him the paint oh, on purpose. They say, oh. well, yeah. knowing, because they know he yeah. lives for yoghurt. The thing is, is it a paint can? It shows the picture. <laughs> Well, the thing is, he's got ninety. He's ninety. He's full of mm. cataracts. Yeah, he was saying, "Fuck me, that's a big fuck. That's a strange-looking fucking fucking, fucking I'm no tub, expert, isn't it?" But when, since when they come in steel tubs with that fucking that lid, you have to screwdriver off. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When, when did they come in? The, was it the youngest one coming in? I don't think it was from the picture. It was a plastic one. It still says one quart. Measure right. It's green for fuck's sake. Yeah. How many vanilla yogurts are green? <coughs> I don't know what the fuck a quart is. Thing is, Mate, like, the smell, I'm telling you, I work in the paint industry, mm. the hardware and DIY industry. Paint, I'm telling you, even like the cheap and nasty stuff, you open the can up and it smells of paint. You could smell it yeah. instantly, the chemical. Right, this is the best example I can give you. You ever painted a model? Mm -hmm. Any kind of model, yeah? yeah? And you've got your glass of water to dip your paintbrush off in, mm. and then you've got your drink. Yeah. How many times has anyone ever just thrown it out there? Put their paintbrush in the wrong cup, and then had a sip. I haven't, but I could definitely see I think it I have once happening. And you can immediately mm. fucking tell the taste of paint. Yeah. This is an Instagram scam, by these yeah. people. Like Two hundred fifty quid off the mirror. I say, hey, look at Granddad. He was dumb enough to eat paint. Yeah. Trying to get about fifty minutes of fame. In it. That's yeah. what I'm going for with this. That's my bollocks, then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You got the next one, guys. Okay. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I had no idea what this was. I'm taking no responsibility. Uh, I'm going to light a cigarette. Self-driving cars may hit people with darker skin more often. Racist cars? All the cars white as well. Oh, my God. Biased self-driving cars. We already knew that some uh, facial recognition systems struggle to accurately, accurately identify people with darker skin. Now we know that many of the artificially intelligent systems designed to help autonomous cars navigate roads have the same problem. And the result could disproportionately endanger pedestrians with darker skin. Who can you tell me that? There's fucking drones that can pick out Arab terrorists from three miles up. Well, that's the thing they don't do. They just blow up the whole fucking no, building. <laughs> they can still differentiate skin colour though, guys. A troubling sign of how AI can inadvertently reproduce prejudices from the wider world. In a new paper published on the preprint server Arixiv, Arixiv, yeah. A R X I V. Yes, it's that place. You know the preprint server. Researchers from the Georgia Institute of Technology detail their investigation of eight AI models used in the state-of-the-art object detection systems. These are the systems that allow autonomous vehicles to recognise road signs, pedestrians, and other objects. They tested these models using images of the pedestrians divided into two categories based on the score on the Fitzpatrick scale, which is commonly used to classify human skin colour. According to the researchers' paper, the models exhibited, quote, uniformly poor, poorer performance when confronted with pedestrians with the three darkest shades on the scale. On average, the model's accuracy decreased by 5% when examining the group containing images of pedestrians with darker skin tones, even when the researchers accounted for variables such as whether the photo was taken during the day 
or at night. Hang on, do you think that then, have you seen Paradise PD? No. Ah, watch it, it's yeah, good. It's good, isn't it? But, um, the only black officer is called Fitzpatrick. Oh. Yeah. I'm just wondering whether that's a little nod to that. It could it be, be, yeah. yeah. could be. Um, so, so he's the chief, he's, like, he's, he's a racist fuck, the chief, he's like, ah, oh. yeah, we had to hire Fitzpatrick since we lost Officer Blackie. Oh, and then no. like, I was like, oh. he goes, oh, and he's called Blackie Chan, it's an Asian guy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've never heard of Fitzpatrick's girl, to be fair. No, neither would I, but I'm just wondering whether that was a little... Yeah, it probably is, yeah. yeah. But apparently, there is a solution. Oh. The Georgia Tech's team research suggests that we could be on a path to a future in which a world rife with autonomous cars isn't as safe for people with dark skin tones as it is for lighter-skinned pedestrians. Can you imagine being a black person reading this? It, I'm it must just be if like, I was a I black know. guy reading this, I think, have I got to white up? <laughs> is that what it leads to? Is it going to be the black people I mean, whiting if up? If the world's not discriminatory yeah. enough, I've now got to fucking dodge traffic. Yeah. That's fucking horrific, yeah. isn't it? I mean, there could be a bigger behind the car, or it could be his AI, I don't know. Oh, well, there might be a, a, a happy ending, it says. Thankfully, based on their study, they were able to figure out what we need to do to avoid a future of biased, well, you mean racist, self-driving cars. Start including more images of dark-skinned pedestrians in the data sets in the systems... Oh, sorry, in the data sets that the systems train on and place more weight on accurately detecting those images. Well... It can be fixed. I'm sure it that's really fixed. reassuring for yeah, the yeah. people of the world. The black community, well... Uh, something I didn't, I knew about, I didn't know about cars as well. They're testing them with the, the, the dummies, the test dummies. Mm. The test dummies are proportioned to a man. Oh, weighted. Weighted oh, for men. Right, so it yeah. should be done with women. So women are more, it's a very high percentage, are more likely to die in car accidents because mm. they've not been tested on the, the dummies. Have been tested, yeah. It's all been done with a man, a man size. Well, the answer is don't let women Shocking die. Shocking that, innit? <laughs> <laughs> let the man take control as he should. And uh, I am fucking joking, listen. Um, I guess the answer is get some accurate female shaped well yeah dummy. just uh, you know maybe throw, throw the old lady dummy in there remember when crash test dummies were like a cartoon and a toy range shit remember the band? yeah <laughs> I remember the band too. I remember it seemed to recall mm. oh yeah yeah they were a toy range as well yes there was a cartoon of them yeah there was it wasn't a very long lived cartoon though no, they tried to st- well that was back in the 80s when you were allowed to come up with a product and then invent a children's television show around the product yeah. for the sole purpose of selling, selling the product. I was yeah. like, it's incredible! We- sorry. Uh, uh, sorry about that, Mr. Technical difficulties. Yes, you're not going mental. You did just hear the voice of Alex Jones. <laughs> oh, from on high. Yeah, from Saint on Alex. High. From on high. A lot of our favourites, I hate to say it, the Transformers, He-Man, mm-hmm. they were all just fucking adverts, basically. Especially Transformers. But we have Big to give try. thanks to some creators somewhere were working on those shows it was their only job that they had and they tried to give a fuck and put some good characteristics in and we fell in love yeah but we didn't yeah. care if they were adverts gi joe is action force mm. oh thank you for that link i will be buying that dvd oh i was fuck we watched it last night the blu-ray part two i need to lend it you or you get it for yourself honestly i watched it again last night don't judge me, listener. Hang on, I wonder about the, the original 1980s. Oh, sorry, no. Animated I, movie. No, I Which is a fucking dark movie. Yeah, but they they fucking re, they went in and changed it. 
because uh, the reaction to Optimus Prime dying was so bad. No, 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 no. the, the Duke, Action Force, G.I. Joe. Yeah, yeah, Duke, does Duke die? Oh, yeah, Duke, no, no, he gets survived. But then there's a line. Yeah, yeah there's he gets a line. survived at the very end, he goes, Duke's yeah. okay. Why do you think that line is put in at the end? Oh, because of uh, because Optimus Prime. They killed Optimus Prime, and lo and behold, all the children were upset. Oh. And so, like, oh, fuck. Because <laughs> they thought yeah. that was the way to go. Kill him off, so we bring in new I used to love Action Force. That was one of my favourites. That movie, that Mate, original anime movie. We love the movie. Yeah. The big Hollywood ones. Number one, uh, it's alright. It's really guilty. The special effects aren't amazing. No, though. but part two, it's like they got a better budget, a better cast, and it's fucking mental. It's so unrealistic and just bananas that you've got no choice but just to go whoop, turn your brain off and sit back. It's fucking amazing, and all your favourites mm. are there Storm Shadow. Um, What's his name? The two ninjas, Snake Eyes and Storm yeah. Shadow. And I saw the figure of Snake Eyes. Yeah. Like I'm going to lend you, man. That's one... Dr. Sort of, Mindbender. Dr. Mindbender. That's one comic yeah. book film. Destro, I think I Destro's in it. Cobra Commander's there. The Rock. Lightfoot. The Rock is know. Roadblock. Oh, oh Roadblock, yeah. The Rock's pretty good in that film. Yeah, it's Ace, man. Flint. Flint. Flint, he's in Wasn't it. Wasn't the Navy guy? What was he called? I don't remember him. Oh, there was a... F- Captain McBoaty. No, it wasn't. Ah, <laughs> uh, it was this. I used to have loads of them on video. Mm. I won't go into it. Fuck it. It's, it's too long. But anyway, yeah. Um, I want to watch the original animated one again. Yeah. But it'll probably be just be warned. Nostalgia's often better than yeah. reality. Yeah, I know. But I still want to. I've got the '86 Transformers movie. I still watch that now yeah. and again. I'm drunk. I love that film. Well, just the middle bits of it, shit. No, I love that film. All of it. Well, that talking TV crap and those shark robots is a bit. Fucking yeah. Eric Idle, man. Yeah, he was. Uh, right, um, what we got then? We're on to Full Alex. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's, it's time to play Full Alex. Were you trying to get crazy with this thing? Don't you know I'm local? So. Basically, the premise of this amazing game show is that Mike will play us a couple of clips of random weirdos he's on the net spouting bigotry or hatred or bollocks. Yeah. And then he'll pit Sometimes them... Sometimes a combination yes. of all three. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And then we'll pit them against the, the paint, one of the patron saints of the show, the patron saints of delusional paranoia, Alex Jones himself. And we'll see who wins. Who's got more fun, Alex, this week? Because it's alright to go a little bit, Alex. Mm. Even half, Alex. Mm. Three quarters, Alex, and a push. But you should never go full, Alex. Nope. So who's first, Mike? First up, we've got Lance Wall now. Is he a newbie? No, he's been on it before. Uh, he says that. Some of these blur in for me. Robert De Niro's Sorry. divorce is a divine boomerang for attacking Trump. Alright. Here's the boomerang. Robert De Niro's dropping F-bombs. F-bomb this, F-in-Trump, this, F-in-Trump. You know, the interesting thing is, he goes through a, 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 a what, a divorce. So I say an effing divorce, but that's it. That's not, that's not, that's not, uh, so. He's going, he goes through a divorce. You're missing that in the news. His personal life is, uh, is like the, the great boomerang. You know, when the Bible says, touch not my anointed, you see, if God raises up even a secular figure and he puts his hand on him, then you have to you have to have a peculiar position in the spirit realm to be pushing the bet. It's like uh, I, I can explain to you later why it is that Mueller in this investigation hasn't been broken. And that's largely because the principalities over the United States are allowed to operate until the church, the body of Christ, 
comes to a certain measure, a crescendo of engagement, and we spiritually break the gridlock that's in the heavens. So Mueller is kind of, it's almost like, uh, here's, here's something, it'll drive the left crazy. I got the left watch my broadcast. I'm throwing them a lot of, lot of red meat here because I want to let the Dobermans go after this one. It's like Hitler could not be assassinated. They, the bombs kept on going off in the wrong room. Someone would move the podium. I mean, there, there were, there's like five assassinations. It's like the devil protected Hitler. So principalities will protect their own interests. And Mueller and uh, CNN, I mean, I keep waiting for the cosmic boomerang to hit. But then I realize that there's, they're a high-level spirit. So he's the reason that Donald Trump hasn't been assassinated is because God's looking out for him. And the reason that Hitler was assassinated is because the devil was looking out for him. How does he know he has another wrong way around? Well, just out of interest, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to throw my side to one or the other. Well, Hitler was pretty evil, but let's, you know, <laughs> Trump, <laughs> Trump, I mean, he's, he's a bit of a t-shirt. He's a bit of a cunt. Hitler was pretty, pretty evil. evil. Hitler, not very nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But even so, <laughs> hey, do you know what God's plan is? Well, because these people one. are more connected than yeah. us, because they're... You're a non-believer. Well, that's it. God doesn't talk to you. That's what I mean. So, in theory, the same guy could be looking at for both of them, couldn't he? It's just point of view. Just told you gods, gods and demons, I mean, they're there where they are on your viewpoint alone, yeah, aren't they? Now, now then, now then, just to walk it back a little bit, again, not a Trump supporter or Trump apologist. I know he's a bit of a cunt. Yeah. But he didn't industrialise death. No, no, no. no. On it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, obviously, obviously, yeah. So, like, yeah, this guy's saying, oh, God protects Trump. The devil protected Hitler. Maybe Trump's just not on either of their radars. Maybe he's not being protected by or, God or the devil. Maybe he's not that evil. And maybe he's not that good. No one's being protected by anybody, and people are just massive cunts, especially when they get to that level. Are you saying? Are you saying to me, Ben, that there isn't a God and a Christian network of angels listening to your prayers and yeah. protecting the people? Yeah, pretty much. You pray for. Oh, pretty much. Yeah. That's a bold statement. It is. No, I'm happy to make it. Get like one billion people would disagree. They would, but I'll fire more if they want. And if all them no, people, I wouldn't though. That'd be very unrealistic. If all those people's prayers and thoughts are being used and all that positive energy, it's not achieving anything, though, is it? Being, maybe it is. Well, it isn't though. Things aren't getting any better, are they? Yeah, but if you're a Trump supporter, things are pretty good. You've got the pesky left doing your head. You mean but, apart from your, your, your high taxation rates and low wages? The economy's doing better than it ever has been. And it, but has it shown up in your wage bracket yet? The economy! But has it shown up in your wage bracket yet? The economy! Yeah? A, a wage bracket. Build a wall! Yeah, is that working for you? MAGA! <laughs> yeah, put the hat on. <laughs> Build a wall! <laughs> yeah. Economy! There you go. See? If you're one of them people, everything's fucking great. Well, it yeah. is, but at the same time, they're still both cunts, aren't they? <laughs> That's the original point. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe. Just one's a bigger cunt than the other. Maybe somebody who's praying, they could do some prayers and get some of these angels to help with the fucking war. Well, there's that woman who had a billion of them on, on her beck and call. 33 billion. 33 billion. Wow, that's And all she wrong. did was send them to a. She, no, she didn't send them to Iraq. She. She did fuck all. She did fuck all with them. Oh, she useless superheroes. Yeah, she Again. used them to lie in Washington. Oh, that was right. Yeah, she used to them to. Protect Trump. To protect Trump. 
33 billion angels. Maybe that's why no one's put a so, bullet in I'll the tell you what, then. I'll tell you what, if that's the case, no, no, if that's the case, I, I, I laid in a challenge, mm-hmm. no? If she's got 33 billion angels defending the White House in Washington, then disband the Secret Service tomorrow <laughs> and let's see how long it lasts. Yeah. Oh, she have some sort of excuse. Mm. Should we move on to the second one? Yeah. And could we have a piss back? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even make it through the game show. So uh, let's continue the second guy. Who's this then, Mike? Glenn Beck. Oh, returning. I don't know if he is, actually. We've featured him on here before. Name's name name It's a famous... Um, oh, is he a musician, Glenn Beck? No, he's a famous... Um, Twat. Yeah. <laughs> news anchor, oh, sort of okay, political okay, commentator okay. from the far right. Wasn't he the guy that didn't want to wash his hands and didn't believe in germs? No, that was someone else. Yeah. What's he say then? He says that socialism is just like Friday the 13th movies. All right. Interesting. If socialism were a movie, socialism would be Friday the 13th. Because it seems to always stalk college co-eds who all think that the death and violence is just a scary story that never happened. And they are so convinced that it will never happen to them, that they mock the old person, who the one person in town who saw it firsthand. They call him crazy, a nut, who still believes in ghost stories. And then, they're all dead. And then Jason, his body, disappears. And only the old guy who saw it coming saw that the body is gone. And we have sequel after sequel. It happens time and again in movie theater after movie theater and country after country. Make no mistake. Stop trying to hook up in some cabin in the woods and prepare because Jason is coming. He's right behind you. And this time he's coming with a hammer and a sickle. Wow, boys. He can't. Oh, he does look like Colonel Sanders. Doesn't he? Colonel Sanders? Anyone else got that from there? Yeah, he does a bit. Yeah. He's a scaremonger, isn't he? I don't see, uh, you know, everyone. No, not everyone's dead in Sweden, or Iceland, or Germany, you or see Austria, the crowd? or Belgium. You see the crowd, how old they looked? Wasn't <laughs> a young person in that crowd? You know. They're he, terrified that. Young people are seeing how shit the system is, so they're trying everything, doing everything they can to get the middle, the, the sort of 40, 50 year olds and older to sort of say, oh, you've got to go out there because you know the system's shit. Look at the system we've had, it's yeah. great. And they always point to Stalinism. Well, Stalinism. You have a Stalinism, you don't want that, do you? That's what I mean, yeah, millions of people died. It was a fucking maniac. I don't think the US are going to want to choose that, are they? You know what I mean? It's a totalitarian state, it wasn't a socialist state. Oh. If you apologize, that was Chester the cat, but he lives here, so he's got more right to be here than me and Gaz have. I think Glenn Beck could have come up with a better metaphor than Friday the 13th. I didn't follow it, I was a bit confused, I was waiting for. He just says that every. He basically saying that every time that socialism is implemented, <coughs> millions die. Yeah. It's like Friday the 13th. Oh. But the old guy who's seen it all before. Yeah. He what? always survives, because he's learned. Right. Yeah, the young people rush into it and the old guy's just like, nah, nah watch out for Jason. I try to portray wisdom, yeah. saying that, you know, I remember what socialism was like in the USSR. So Therefore, if... so all socialism is bad. Yeah. 
I would say that if you need to resort to comparing socialism to Hollywood movie franchises in an effort to explain its negative elements, you're not really the best like person to be. T I mean, if that's and who his audience as well, I blame them. He's a tool talking to lesser tools, isn't he? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, you know, they need it summing up like socialism, bad. You know those scary movies where the man gets a stab with a knife? It's like that. And the old ghost of Only eyes. worse. And of course, because of the Dunning-Kruger effect, they think they know everything. <laughs> oh, it's all, it's all linked, Mike. It's all linked. We know. And those people then go out into their communities and go, no, socialism is the devil. It is worse than Freddy and Jason from those horror movies. I'm telling you, my preacher told me, socialism is the devil. And that's all there is to it. <laughs> But if you were, you know, if I'm lying there in my, my socialist hospital, mm. my socialist bed and my socialist medicine, and now I'm going to go put on the socialist I benefits don't care about cover, any of it. but they just lose their house and everything, that, yeah. that's worse. Yeah. That was not socialism that did that, it was the devil. Right, but, but socialism cured me though. No, that was a doctor. Which is paid for through socialism. Sir, I don't know what your <laughs> aim is here, but I'm telling you that socialism is like Freddy from the movies. Or was it Jason? Jason. Who knows? <laughs> and that's the bottom line, because Glenn Beck said so. Well, all right, fair enough. No. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. All right, what's Alex got to say? <laughs> What's Alex have to say? Alex Jones is talking about his ancestor's life. Oh, okay. I know this clip and it is sweet. Guys, like, it's incredible. We do this during lunch and we go back and, like, someone press on their arteries, like, and bad times when you hit your head. But it'd be like one time, like, I remember this one time, I, I they choked me out and also it was like a black knight with a sword. It goes, and, like, attacks me on this horse. And then, like, it went, and then I was like in England thousands of years ago and I had this wife and these kids and it was a whole lifetime like taking care of them and like growing food and like a kid starved to death and died. It was like just those moments were like whole lives, dead kids, everything. That's what I'm saying. Like you dial into all those ancestors and it was like my kids and kids starving to death and like people attacking us. So you think all that information from your ancestors somehow or another encoded somewhere it's in your body? definitely encoded, Joe. So what was, what did he do to bring that on? When they were at school, because I saw this whole, twice now I've watched this whole in nearly five hour interview he did with Joe Rogan. Are you watched this when you drive in the van? No, we listened to the podcast oh, right. version. You said watched, sorry. Oh, well, both. When they were kids at school, uh, and we did this at school as well, where you choke each other out, you know, oh, yeah, your yeah, breath, yeah. and yeah, yeah, and, uh, you used to do it with weed. You just got a pixie. Yeah, there you go, pixie. Hold your breath. Your mate squeezes till the doesn't take very long. Oxygen off to your brain, and you pass out. And because what I think it is is because Joe Rogan's done so much DMT, and he likes to talk about these experiences, give him a sort of wisdom that he has over people, I guess. And Alex has never done it, and he wants to be in the. Uh, I want to talk about. Oh, you want to talk about trips? I've had some trips. Yeah, when we were kids, we used to choke each other out, and uh, and I used to see some shit. Essentially, yeah, there we go. Uh, and he's now saying that in one of these times he was choked out, he could still remember. He saw the whole lives. And, the night and the uh, uh, starving kids and standing over. The kids. Over and... The kids. <laughs> Dead kids. 
heads. <laughs> well, all right. Well, I'm giving it to Alex because mm. of the sheer insanity of it. Just because Ali got more into it than the other guys. Let's face it, he was committed to that little bit there. Yeah, he did some of his fake crying acting that he likes to do. Glenn, I mean, um, Glenn Beck's just a fucking, like I said, a tool talking to lesser tools. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, the first guy, Lan uh, Lance Warrenow, um well, he's just a fucking religious loon, isn't he? I actually think he might be a bit more nuts than Alex, but I've got to give it Alex because... The performance? Yeah, and just what he's talking about how... Because I did that thing of being choked out and that. Can I remember the fucking dreams? That there was nothing no, that vivid. It was all just like mad colours and like. I just remember you used to feel like you'd been somewhere for a yeah. long time. Mm. Like time, and time dilation sort yeah. of changed. Felt like you'd been gone for a while. Mm. You think fuck. You, know, you wake up too, don't you? And you're on the floor. Your friends are laughing. Yeah. And you're like, how long have we been out? And they go like about three seconds. You're like, yeah. fuck, I feel like I've been out for like yeah. three hours or something. Yeah. That's what I used to feel. Yeah. I go with that. I never remember anything. I remember a bit fucking nights and no, just get kids. <laughs> just blackness. <laughs> get kids. <laughs> My own children starving to death. Uh, Alex wins on the performance for me. And then he also said that that knowledge was encoded in yeah. him somehow. Uh, his DNA from all his ancestors, but yeah, that's a different discussion for another time. Yeah, no evidence of that. Well, what's that thing uh, called? Fuck. Where like a sheep in Australia learns something. The hundred monkey. No, no, no. It's got um. It was a genetic genetic history. Well, fifty percent. Oh, you trying to say? It's like about fifty percent of the population, somewhere other species in the world can learn. Yeah, it's got yeah. an actual name. It's like say the example I was heard was the sheep in New Zealand start rolling over cattle grids, rather than they real they work out that if mm. you roll you can get over them, and then sheep on the uh, west coast of America start. Displaying the same That's a weird phenomenon. behavior. It? It's got a fucking name that is escaping me now. I thought it was a hundred monkey. Um, no, it's got an actual a name that's called something something resonance something kind of mm. morphic resonance. That could be it. Something like that. I know what you mean. So I, I don't know. That's essentially a bit of what Alex is sort of yeah referring to there. But yeah, I, I'll go with you, Ben. I'll give it to Alex. He keeps the crown this week. Yeah. The reigning, defending, undisputed oh, I don't know champion of mental. Went for a little. What was, his, what was that fucking guy's name again? Who stormed in on his debut? Wasn't it Tom Thorne? Tom Horn. Tom Horn. I guess it's Tom Thorne. No, I don't. <laughs> Every little, week. little Tommy Horn, get him back on. That's what I said. Then we need the Couldn't rematch. No clips of him, I'm afraid. Oh man, he, 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 just, he just came in and smashed it. Yeah, yeah. We need to wait till he says something more stupid. <laughs> it's recorded. Oh. Well, that's been fun, and uh, I'll just just get in there before we wrap up. Like I said at the start, we don't try this cold. No, not the cold, <laughs> but we would really appreciate it if you found the channel Apocalypse Bull on YouTube and subscribe. And it's got basically our full back catalogue, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, um, everything on there. Yeah, and then our sort of side project channel, Solar Warden Music. If you could subscribe to those two channels, that'd be amazing. Our Facebook page, Cutting Through the Bull, yep. in the post through the Apocalypse. We want to get up to 2,000 followers on there. We're really close. So give us a like. And you'll get some cooler... We, we are sort of farmers of, of the best conspiracy-themed memes. Oh, I, I would think like so. To say. Yeah, and we, we share them out and all our links. It's kind of our hub. 
So yeah, if you could do that for us, we would. It's a nice little uh, community. Yeah, we'll love you long time if you could do that for us. Thank you're you. all boys in the apocalypse. Or yeah. girls, or whatever you identify as. Whatever. Um, to you. Boys, girls, Z's, Z's, Zors, Fridges, um, Small Masters, uh, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> identify whatever you are. Whatever you are. Come join us in our community. And if you Google the Church of Insignificance, you could find information on how to join my cult. Don't join a cult. So, <laughs> so uh, let's say thank you for listening. I've been Ben. I'm going to say, uh, don't drink the flavour aid and don't join a cult. I can't help but feel that that's directed at me every week. <laughs> or maybe that's just my ego. I'm going to say, it I'm... might be your ego. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I've been Gaz. If you have been, thanks for listening. Um, what do I usually say? Oh, free Biff Tannen. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. Is that Jedi training going, Mike? It's going great, mate. <laughs> sure. Still on question number two. <laughs> what was question number two? Just quickly. Forgotten. <laughs> you know. What was question number one? The hero's journey. All oh, right. We did that. The Star Wars episode. <laughs> so well done, you progressed. I'm on the ladder. <laughs> Big hit, Thank you for listening. Goodbye.